Hello, fellow homebrewers. JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full two inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brew Built X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built Conicals. You can trust Brew Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brew Built at morebeer.com. lovers, beer drinkers, get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters, it's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Sunday show. It's the session and the show that brings, you know, people to you, right to your home. And they're from all over the world, except usually just from the U.S. Yeah. I think you just replay the intro. <laughs> hey, uh, the show for home brewers and beer lovers <laughs> and craft brewers. Uh, welcome to the session, everybody. Glad to be back. Uh, although we're sans Doc today, which... Uh, it's never pleasing to me. I don't no. like doing shows without Doc. Yeah? You know? I mean, the shows always turn out fine, but yeah. it's just uh, Doc's like a... He's just so comfortable to have around. Yeah. You know that if you get a toothache, he can help you? <laughs> uh, Fall down and chip your tooth. Yeah. He's there. He's right there. If you got any weird beer questions, he's ready. Mm-hmm. If you want to know about goats, he can answer that. Yeah. He's just kind of the guy. Uh, but no Doc this week. And I forgot, actually, until... Uh, late last night when I got a drunken message from Doc. Oh. Doc likes to drunk dial me. Yeah? Usually the drunk dial involves some ex-girlfriend or, uh, you know. Yeah, but he can't do that. He's married. He's man. right. So I'm his drunk dial yeah. partner. Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> partner. I saved the message. Oh, good. I'll can be playing you, it for play you. Can you play it? Oh, oh yeah. Nice. I, re- I have, uh, put it into play mode. I figure if he's not gonna be here, might as well berate him. Good. So, I've saved the message. We'll be playing Drunken Doc. It's a short message, and he's uh, rehearsing his German on me. Oh. <laughs> this is how drunk Doc is in this message. So, that's always fun. Bevo's back in the chat room with you. Bevo, welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. You like your job so far? So far. Because you've been back. I like ever. I never know until Sunday whether or not Bevo's going to do it. <laughs> right. But every week she's like, yeah, I'll be there, sure. I think it's because she really likes Pyramid Beer, and she heard the Pyramid's <laughs> going to be here. And so, I do like pyramid beer. It's great beer, right? It's delicious. Didn't uh, didn't Sammy the Bull, uh, your fiance, used to work for Pyramid? <laughs> he did. Yeah, for we've a brief amount a, of time before he was fired. A, we've got an old <laughs> Walnut Creek employee behind you right here, Simon. So uh, that could be interesting. You never know what kind of things will come out of old employees. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but we are excited to have Pyramid in the house with us. We've got uh, Simon Pesh, head brewer down at the at the Berkeley Brew House with us. Simon, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you. Hey, does, uh, just real quick, and we're going to get into, like we always do, the whole pyramid deal with Simon, but I just want to know real quick, is, is Berkeley the main brew house for all of California? For distribution purposes, yes. It um, we, we ship, uh, through California and also eastward into, uh, Texas and, and the rest of the country. Okay. So it's a, it's a pretty big, operation you guys have going down there in Berkeley. It's a large brewery. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> you don't have any locations in Southern California yet, is that right? Correct. Uh, so you're brewing for them, which is a pretty big market, I would imagine, and then going a little bit east into Arizona, Texas, all of that. That's true. Okay. Uh, we have two breweries on the West Coast, and um, the brewery in Portland, Oregon, is primarily, uh, we're brewing for distribution purposes in the northwest, Okay. whereas Berkeley is uh, the main facility to brew for uh, the rest of the country. Okay. All right, cool. So we got we got the big dude for the West Coast hanging out with us, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know if you all remember, but uh, way back when the Brewing Network started, you know, when we were still in someone's garage. Right. Now we're, uh, we have uh, carpeting. <laughs> <laughs> way back then we had Pyramid on and John Dunahauer who I, I think still brews for you folks. He does. Yeah. Uh, John was on the show back then. Avid home brewer. He was real cool and, oh, yeah. and hung out with us. I think he got I, I I think he was a little weirded out by our antics by the end of the show. He's but a very uh, mellow dude. He's mellow. Yeah, yeah. And we were a little not mellow. <laughs> yeah. I like how I'm finishing your sentences. Today. It's great. You're, yeah. Look at you. You're like a broadcaster. Yeah, we are. It's amazing. Wait, what? But John was a lot of fun. And so if you go back to... I want to say November of 2005 is when I think he was on. It was it. it was really one of our first shows that we yeah. had done, uh, and he was a lot of fun. So uh, some pyramid information there. But new things have been going on with the company, and in particular what we're going to talk about today when we start interviewing Simon is Imperial Hefeweizen. Nice. And uh, whenever you say Imperial to me, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm down. <laughs> I already say, great. Yeah. Especially... Um, and, and and listeners know it. I'm not a big wheat beer fan, and it's not because I don't think they taste good. Because I do, my body doesn't like them. Hey, it, it gets pissed. Yeah. But as soon as you say imperial, I'm in. So I may not be happy tomorrow. But uh, uh, you brought some with you tonight. I brought some just for you. Great. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm gonna be drinking it tonight. And then I think we're also gonna talk about and and this is actually my favorite pyramid beer, Snowcap. Oh yeah. Which is uh, your winter seasonal. How many years you guys been doing that? Uh, we've been brewing that since 1990, so it's been, it's been a number a of years, yeah. yeah. And and it's it's a little different every year, and that's a good beer. Yeah. In fact, like I said, that's my favorite pyramid beer. So I always like it when you, when you come out with that one. We've got uh, friends. Uh, they're really Sam's friends. I don't want to call them my friends. <laughs> uh, I think they're Bebo's friends. We I don't had think they're to, Sam's yeah, friends. We had to ask them not to, to be around tonight because they're such big fans of Snowcap <laughs> that, that, Simon, we wouldn't even have gotten to interview you. They would have been sitting on your lap and talking to you about how great the beer is the whole time. Well, I will say that Snowcap is a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a big beer and it's a lot of fun. People, it is. People like it. And that's why they, I think, have so much fun with it, too. Yeah. Um, one of the pyramid perks I know, I'm going to talk about a few things I know about the company as we do the interview, because okay. I know some uh, good things about the company that they're really cool to their employees. You have a secret um, source? I, I've got a secret source. But I do know this. Um, you get like, uh, what is it, Sam? You get like 50% off kegs or something when you're an employee. Oh, yeah. So it's sometimes even better than that. So... 
Um, we have a kegerator that'll fit, uh, you know, five gallon corny kegs. And we used to get snow cap for like, I don't know, $15 or some ridiculous oh, thing. Man. I don't even know what it was. And, uh, and we didn't even steal it. Like, you, it was, that was the rule. <laughs> even. Yeah. We didn't even steal it. So, yeah, it's just one of the cool things about Pyramid that you get as an employee, you know, they don't mind, uh, selling some cheap beer. That's so, good though. Yeah. We always used to have snow cap around here in the winter. That was fun. All right, let me get to a couple of announcements. But uh, Simon Pesh here from Pyramid, and you can go to pyramidbrew.com if you want to check out uh, all about the, the Pyramid Brewing Company. A lot of breweries, um, and you can check them all out, all the different locations. And uh, you could also link there right off of our homepage, brewingnetwork.com. And it's the Pyramid logo there on the left. You can go right to their homepage through that, as always. Uh, talking Imperial Half and Snowcap with the guy today. Uh, wanted to announce that uh, JP's now 30 years old. Uh, that's uh, true. I am. Turned 30 on Wednesday. Yeah. And you look, uh, you don't look a day over 29 and a half. You're a sweetheart. I wanted to say. You're really not. You wanted to, but I can't lie to you. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I wanted to yeah. say that. You don't look well, a day over 39. But what I mean is, jerk. you're balding, uh, you've yeah. shaved off the rest. Yeah. However, Movember is treating you nicely. Isn't it? Uh, you know, uh, uh, my roommates don't like it. They think I should be on like, uh, you know, some weird website for creeps in the neighborhood. I disagree. Chad, look at that thing on his face, and uh, it looks a little like dirt right now. Beautiful. But it's filling in nicely. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Movember's treating you well. Good work. Thank you. I are, shaved specifically for the show today, too. Are you going to keep it in the shape that's in now? No I don't handlebars? Know. I, I, it won't connect. Mm. It, it just won't connect. Um, yeah, I was thinking about uh, looking at the chart. Yeah. I'm going to chart it out and maybe, maybe you know shave it up on the last day and do something weird with it. The but, different mustache-style chart, you mean? Yeah, because I can't do anything uh, interesting with my... God, we sound like women right now. I can't do anything interesting <laughs> with my hair. It just kind of lays <laughs> there, and yours, you can do hair. whatever you want to do. You can put it up. You can go to the left. You can go to the right. Yeah. I can't do that. No. Well, it's it's going well. Thank you for you. So I <laughs> we need some listener photos. To say there's that. a couple going around in the chat or in the forum. Yeah. Um, there's a Movember thread in the forum. you see BC? Mm, I think so. Oh, yeah. He, he had, took an extreme close-up of his of his lips. And he had the handlebars. It's creepy. He has a nice complexion. I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know of any listeners who want to do a close-up like that. Even he has a close-up of his head and yeah. then a, 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 a closer-up yeah. of his mouth. Yeah. It kind of creep posts a close up of his mouth, but he has nice handlebars, and uh, now he's shaving it off. I think he should keep it. Yeah, but he's he said Movember's over for him. Uh, if you don't know about Movember, you should join our forum, which is where a lot of the listeners go. Uh, you just hit the forum button on our page there. Uh, I'll be honest, it's not working real well right now. Uh, we've got a huge surge in traffic over the last couple of months, mm-hmm. and uh, my web hosts they're not happy about that. And they've put me on a punishment server. <laughs> Timeout. That's even what they told me. They said, you're on an auxiliary server where we put all of the other traffic offenders, <laughs> and you don't want to be there for very long. So so it's an offense. They should call it, it should be a positive thing. That's, I thought, you know hey, what I mean? the offense to me is a good problem to have. A lot of people using the forum and the, and the website. So uh, we're moving servers this week. And actually, the forum's going to be down probably Monday and Tuesday. You're not going to be able to see any of this. So if you want to see the Movember picks and, and know what we're talking about, you got to go there today. And if you get error messages, just hit refresh a few times. You'll get there eventually. Yeah. Um, but we're getting a new website, a uh, new server, whatever. I don't know what it is. I got. It's a thing. I have to, I have people that yeah. do that. Yeah. I don't have to do that stuff anymore. You're big time. I have Chad and I have uh, people. 
That's what I have. <laughs> Chad's enough for two peeps. people. Yeah. So I don't ask me any of the technical stuff. I just know it's being done, and hopefully it'll work when it's done. Uh, but you should join our forum because that's where all the fun stuff happens. The Jamil and uh, John Palmer book, Brewing Classic Styles, sold out. Gone, goodbye, good night, gone. Uh, the signed copies, anyway. I think I'll be putting regular copies back in the store. Um, all 850 of you that are emailing me every day wondering where your book is, um, it's on its way. We had a little, I had to fight with the post office this week. Yeah. They don't like it when you drop off 200 packages at a time. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know why, but apparently they don't like to do their job. No. You know, if Simon comes in here and goes, uh, hey, when's the interview going to start? I'm not going to tell him, hey, Simon, I'm busy today. I don't have time to interview you. Yeah. But if you go to the post office with packages, which is what the post office, you know, delivers, yeah. they might tell you, we don't have time for 200 packages today. <laughs> so, oh, man. Uh, Shat, the producer, dropped off a couple hundred packages for me the other day. Yeah. They're all being sent back to me. <laughs> Every single one of them is being sent back to me. And it's so stupid and bureaucratic. It went from the... Uh, we live in this weird little spot in California mm-hmm. where there's uh, there's like three cities right here. But they might as well all be the same city. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're uh, geographically, it's not very spread yeah. out. Nobody knows where the actual line, city lines are. Right. And we're all the same you know, demographic. Which is essentially people who live in trailers. Enough segregation. Let's do it. Well, it went from the, the there's a Concord post office, which is the one I go to, mm-hmm. even though I live in Pacheco. But Pacheco doesn't have a post office, so I go to Concord. Right. Well, I guess Pacheco, you're supposed to go to Martinez. Oh. So yeah. they decided in Concord, well, we can't deliver these. So we're going to ship them to their post office, which is Martinez. And Martinez, of course, says, I can't deliver these also. And they're going to ship them to Oakland, which is the main hub where they get shipped from. And then Oakland is going to decide we can't deliver them. And then they'll be shipped back to my house. (laughs) (laughs) To have a government government job. As if you guys want to know all this stuff. The point is I'm mailing these things and just hang in there. Give me a week or so. They'll be there. You're they gonna can't get do your too books. much work. They'll go postal. They will. And this is where the term comes from. Mm-hmm. I'm standing in the third post office I had to go to that day to find out where my packages are. I mean, I'm working on this stuff, you guys. And I'm standing there thinking, this is where the term comes from. Oh, yeah. I could easily cut this woman's head off. <laughs> <laughs> I could just write off. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, the books are coming, everybody. <laughs> just hang in there. Um, what you can get in the store, and I'm allowed to ship these, mm-hmm. are shirts. You can get BN Army shirts right there in our store. People are buying them up, so get them now because uh, I'll only have to get more. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Just uh, order shirts from us. And uh, show ideas. Now, uh, they, those all go to Chad. They don't go to me. I ignore everyone I get. I, I don't care anymore. Guys like Simon, they show up, and I'm happy. I'm happy to do a show. Uh, all ideas, they now go to Chad. You can go to Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. He does all the booking, takes care of everything. Doing a great job, Chad. Thanks, thanks for everything. You got it. JP doesn't yeah. think so, but I think you're doing a good job. I think Chad's a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, but he's doing a good job. Yeah, I'm sitting there. Not a bad person. And uh, those are your announcements for today. So uh, a lot of things going on. Very exciting. Nice. Uh, a lot of uh, feedback this week, which was – it's kind of weird. It was almost all good feedback. There was one bad great. F- feedback, and I'll give you the gist of it. But this guy curses worse than I do. He curses worse than Bevo does. What the fuck? <laughs> and that woman's got a potty mouth. 
Uh, by the way, uh, as she's working the chat room, if you want to send questions in for Simon or anything else, just hit the chat now button on our homepage, and you can get us that way. Or you can call 888-401-BEER. We have an in-studio guest this week, thanks to Shat. Uh, so the phone lines are all free for phone calls and questions and everything else, and you can do that. Uh, 888-401-BEER or the chat room. So here's your feedback uh, for this week. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. We got a lot of kudos this week. A lot those are of, good. You ever had those kudos in the bars? I don't like them. Oh, they're tasty. But I like them when they get sent to us. Um, and oh, and also, people have been donating money for the last week or so. Ooh. I always forget hey, that uh, some good of job the people. yeah, people have been great, been fantastic, really helping out and paying the rent. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Uh, I always forget, you know, because I'll announce it one week and nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens for a couple of weeks, and I think that people are just—they don't care. Yeah, it turns out just you know, there's that delayed listener. They're three-hour shows, and people don't get to listen right away. So people have been donating. They've been very nice. This is an email from a gentleman, um, and if he didn't donate, I wouldn't call him a gentleman. Yeah. Um, who want us to know uh, why he did it. So he said, Justin, I just want to include an email along with my donation from Bennington Brewer. That's his name in the forum. I just donated the remaining balance on my PayPal account because you probably need it more than me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've said that, I think. Uh, the guy's right. Yeah. I have been listening via podcast for about five months, and I've loved almost every minute. I like his almost qualifier. I think he's talking about your contributions, JP. I, uh, I Whatever. I've caught up on the archives, and now I'm up to speed on everything. The meltdowns are awesome. Doc is the best. Uh, you're okay, too, Justine. And uh, why not ask the rest of the listeners to do the same? Have them donate the uh, balance that they have in their PayPal account that's just sitting there making PayPal interest. The money would go to a great cause and would help to ensure that this wonderful and entertaining show would go on. I'm going to buy a shirt soon, and we'll even do more to help out. Bruce Strong, my hippie germ-fearing brewing brother, and that's uh, from Larry, a.k.a. Bennington Brewer. Very nice of you to donate. I appreciate that. Um, I, you know, you, everybody doesn't have to donate the remainder of their PayPal account, unless it's like $2, and then I say listen to the man. Yeah. Be a nice thing to or do. Or more. Yeah. Uh, here's one uh, from a dude who just found us, and he's so far behind, he thinks he's writing to me and Daniela. He thinks that Daniela's still hanging out in the studio Don't break his heart. doing the show. Don't uh, break his heart. Yeah, yeah. So he writes it to J and D. Uh, just wanted to let you guys know that I just discovered the Brewing Network this week. I've already listened to like eight episodes, and I think you guys kick ass. I've been brewing for 15 years, mostly Papazian style, which means uh, he says most of his knowledge came from the new joy of homebrewing Part 1 and Part 2 books, plus a couple of other books that are a little impractical for the homebrew, he says, such as uh, books by Noonan. He says, I've listened to a shitload of stuff about fermenting, and I put off the grain system I was going to do so that I could instead build a double stir plate to do uh, starters, of course. I now have five liters of yeast starters ready to rock and roll. Then I kept at it and upgraded to a Herm system this week for mashing. I've spent the last two days listening to the Brewing Network, building beer equipment, even the kids say, ooh, and drinking beer, lots and lots of beer, and making beer. I just want to say thanks for the show. Learned a ton. Learned that Papazian was awesome, mostly right, and brewing's a lot more complex than a few hundred pages of print. So please keep up the good work. And that's from Ed. Says cheers to everybody. And you also wanted us to know, P.S., it's Saturday night. My wort is boiling. My yeast is stirring, thanks to Jamil. And I'm loaded, thanks to Germany. 
There you go. Dude, 15 so years, that's, that's cool. got to that's gotta be a trip, man. Yeah. You know, brewing 15 years ago and then, you know, coming up now. And listening to us dopes. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but I mean, brewing with all the new kind of fangled gadgets and new, you know, home brewing theories that we think all are super cutting edge. Yeah, he's yeah. been, he's seen all that. So, I thought that was cool. That guy just found us, so that's fun. Uh, a lot of complaints about the end of last week's show, uh, which is where we uh, kind of got into the rock and roll. And I lose, I, I use uh, rock and roll loosely. Right. Uh, we played a bunch of bad music. Yeah, we did at the end of last week's show, and people were angry. I got e- that's those were some of the emails I can't even read. I mean, it was like f this and bitch that and you name it. It was bad. Oh, because we were doing like Top Gun songs, right? Well. I think and, oh careless whisper yeah, yeah I think when you say we what what they were most offended about is wham yeah which was a request it was actually by George you. Michael it wasn't awesome wham. yeah uh, by the way they also were offended by your choices Bevo you're not left out of the complaints awesome uh, yeah <laughs> and a bunch of really American bad things. Idol rules so this guy says uh, hey guys the end of the Sunday show was a joke right. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Only if you're laughing, dude. <laughs> he keeps asking. Uh, I thought the show had been going great. Great guest, good information. Not to mention a cute girl in the chat with her own pet squirrel. <laughs> That's you, Bevo, in case you didn't know. I knew. <laughs> and then all hell breaks loose. I damn near ralphed all over myself uh, when JP asked to hear Wham. George Michael. I don't well, think it's Wham. You had asked for Wham yeah, first, true. though, and then it turned out to be George Michael. And what, what's sad is that we were able to find what you were looking for, <laughs> yeah. either way. And you looked. So then he says, now that's out of my system. I just wanted to say that most of the show was great Sunday, until the unfortunate incident with the soundtrack. He wants to say, Doc, you rule. Chad, you're doing a great job scheduling guests. JP, stop being a shit stain. <laughs> Uh, and Justin, uh, he says nice things about me, which is great. Uh, thanks, Dad. Yeah, Appreciate he says, uh, hey, f- yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, oh, it's kind of one of those backhanded comments. Keep doing what you're doing because uh, without people like you giving us a good laugh, as well as good brewing information, this big old box of stupid that we live in would be almost unbearable. Thanks and keep brewing. That's from EC Hops. Uh, I thought that was really nice. Yeah. Uh, except that I'm... Parts of it are. I think I'm destined to be like... I'm like the clown. Everyone's monkey boy. The, the buffoon. Everyone make us yeah. laugh. Just dance, in boy. Dance. Do a little monkey yeah. dance. Uh, that's all right. I can think of worse things. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Here's another one about last Sunday. Just caught up with the session after being away on vacation for two weeks. Are you effing kidding me? That garbage you played last week um, covered up the homebrew songs, basically what he's saying. He says, it's usually my favorite part, but not now. So he was angry about it, too. Uh, what else do I have? I'm telling you, a lot of stuff here. Hey, you remember that brewer from India who listens to us all the time? Yeah. In- Indian Beer Geek. Yeah. Naveen is his name, but his forename is Indian Beer Geek. He wants to update. We haven't heard from him in a while. He wants to update us on how the BN has helped him make great beer, he says. Uh, he says he's been brewing for nearly two years, um, trying to get anyone to try or comment on his beers. There's not a big homebrew community in India, apparently. Um, so he he likes what he makes, but he never gets any feedback. He recently went to Singapore, got in touch with Scott, who's the brewmaster at Brewworks, which is a brew pub over there. And he says they have great beers, and I sampled about nine of their beers in one night. Also brought with me an American pale ale and an American wheat, which uh, the brewer Scott uh, was able to taste and comment on. And here's what he said. He said, I was pleasantly surprised at the quality. Usually when home brewers bring me beers, uh, they're really poor. But yours were very well made. 
made, I was wondering what yeast you used. I suspect that they were made with a dry yeast, which in my opinion does not give a full flavor to the final beer. To me, the only flaw in your beer was the fermentation flavor, which results from dry yeast. Your beers were on style. To improve, I would only recommend using liquid yeast. Uh, and he just says then, uh, this would have been possible without the BN and the crazy BN army. Cheers, you guys rock from Indian Beer Geek. So I wanted to ask Doc about that too. Yeah, the dry yeast thing. They don't, as far as I know. I mean, dry yeast are going to be a clean flavor. They're, I don't. They're not going to produce any off flavor. You know, though, because it's a dry yeast. But you know what? It really depends on what he's. Get. We have no idea what dry yeast he's getting. Like you guys have right. a really good dry yeast now. What is it? Um, uh, safe ale. Yeah, that's it. The safe ale, like great dry yeast, right? Safe ale. Uh, I don't know that that's what he's getting. He could be getting like really old school dry yeast. And so then it, yeah, it could be a yeast thing. I think at the same time, I don't think it's a yeast. I mean, it could be maybe just a, 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 a without tasting it. a temperature it, thing. Yeah, it could be a fermentation temp- Without tasting Even it, Even Simon no says that might be the case. Or a pitch rate thing, maybe uh, not enough, too much, things like that. Attenuation yeah. could be an issue. Could be lots of stuff. Without trying the beer, it'd be tough for us to say. Exactly. It, although, I'm a big fan of the liquid yeast. Um, so I wouldn't say it's a. I don't know if he can even get that there. I don't know if he can get the white lab stuff or even the uh, the Y stuff is liquid yeast. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if he can get it. Um, kind of a fan of it. Uh, they, you know, Chris has been on the show several times talking about how the pitch rate is just right and things like that. So, but um, and one of the first things Simon kind of said there too. It really could be a, a, a temperature and attenuation thing. Temperature control, aeration is yeah. essential. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So, um, Indian Beer Geek, make sure you're doing that. Make sure you're controlling the temperature. Maybe you don't have to change yeast, but make sure you're controlling it um, and and aerating properly. I don't know if you're using uh, pure O2 or maybe you're not aerating at all. Maybe you're doing the shake method and some people are okay with that. Most of the people on this show have said that's no good. Even an aquarium um, air pump, which is what John Palmer uses, he just he puts the aquarium air pump onto a hose with a uh, aeration stone and he lets that bad boy go for like 30 minutes. He just lets it go because uh, it's not pure O2. Uh, so he recommends that. There's a lot of just cheap ways to do it. Um, so a couple things to think about. He had a bunch of questions he wanted me to ask, but I'm going to wait on those because a lot of them were uh, some pretty serious yeast questions. I'll, I'll wait till we get a yeast guy in here. Uh, oh, here's a dude who won some uh, awards. Just want to send a quick thanks for all the hard work, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I just took three first-place ribbons and one second-place ribbon at the 2007 Pacific Brewers' Cup. Oh, nice. Yeah. He says, my brewing success is due in large part to the information provided by you no-talent ass clowns over the past two years. That's a good comp, too. Yeah, it's a big one, right? Um, He's been a loyal listener since the very first show. Uh, Doesn't get to listen live, but his iPod has nothing on it but the Brewing Network archives. Oh, wow. It's an expensive way to only have uh, Brewing Network archives, my friend. Uh, Thanks again. Keep up the good work. That's from Brad Nixon, BN Army SoCal Regiment, Big Bad Brad in the forum. Congrats, brother. Glad to see you uh, winning some stuff. Another one. Another winner. Hey, brother Jay. I'm no Mike McDowell, who's in the studio with us, by the way, tonight. But I just got a best of show and Brewer's Choice and two second places at a brew contest in Albany, New York. All three were mini mash kits from uh, Beer Beer More Beer, which is good too. We like to hear that. Best of show gets 250 bucks. So, he says, expect $50 coming your way to the Brewing Network once I get mine 
Check this out, McDowell. He says, I was really touched by Mike's generosity when he won the long shot competition. So please let Mike know that his kindness is contagious. Oh, That's pretty cool. That's good, man. Uh, He says, I hope every little bit helps. Um, So I think he did some posting in in the forum about all that stuff, too. So you might want to check that out. He wants to know if I want the donation to be in the form of a gift certificate to Trader Joe's, <laughs> which I always like. Don't get me wrong. Or a stack of singles for you-know-what. <laughs> I'm thinking singles, dude. That'd be fun. 50 bucks goes, uh, that's like five minutes. At the, uh... You're generous. I realized the other day that the only way I know my way around the city is by, st- <laughs> like, strip clubs are my landmarks. Like, I can find Thirsty Bear because it's across the street from the Gold Club. I get to work because it's two blocks away from Centerfolds and... uh, Broadway in general. Yeah. Uh, Like everywhere I go. I found the Great American Music Hall where Magnolia had their 10th anniversary party the other day. Mm -hmm. I found that because it's right next door to uh, Mitchell Brothers. It's a fantastic (laughs) strip club I want to point out to everybody. It's kind of creepy, really. I'm kind of a creepy dude. Yeah, you're a creepy dude. If you think about all that. We've been telling you that for a couple years. I'm trying not to pay attention to all that. All right, last thing. Uh, i got to take a break. I wanted to cover real quick. Uh, McDole and McShat were uh, <laughs> they were out on a date all day yesterday. It was a day-long date. Uh, I can't believe how much these two love each other. McDole, was, he, was, was uh, Chad at least a gentleman? Yeah, did he bring you, know, you flowers? Yeah. In every way, yes. yeah. yeah. He, didn't, he didn't try to, you know. No, no uh, advances. Okay, good. All right, all right. <laughs> I told JP yesterday, because we were doing the shows on CBS, and he said, you know, where's Chat today? Oh, he's with McDole. Well, what are they doing? Well, they're, they've got this uh, brew date, and then they've got another beer date right after that. And JP just kind of shook his head. I, I can't believe those two. Like, they're just, they're inseparable. <laughs> you two little homos. <laughs> we're just on the same track. I mean, <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> well, but one of the things he went to yesterday, uh, first of all, not to mention the Bistro Barrel Age Festival, which I don't want to talk too much about because, A, it's over, and, B, it just makes everybody's mouth water. What a great fest. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing you guys had to go to, McDowell, I don't even know what it was. It the, uh, it's well, a California it, state competition or something. Yeah, it was basically an you know, award ceremony for a beer competition, and it was uh, this one was called the uh, California State uh, beer competition. It's held by the San Andreas Maltz. Okay. But it's the third leg of a three-leg What a great club name, uh, competition. Okay. And the brewer that wins the most medals in, in all three legs uh, is crowned uh, Sierra Nevada uh, Home Brewer of the Year. I see. And so you were in the running because uh, of the, all three legs like you've done well. Like a dark horse. I might have been like third place or something, but I didn't have that big a chance. And another guy in your club, Verge Redman. Yeah, he had a real good chance. I think he was uh, had the lead going into this competition. And when I talked to you during the week, you thought it was just between you two. No, no, no. I, well, I knew about Bud Turbo. I just didn't know how, what number. I didn't even bother to add up his numbers. I see. But he did fairly well in this competition. But I still What's think his Burge name? Did, uh, Bud Turbo. And he ended up winning. Oh, yeah. He's a great brewer. He's, he's been brewing good beer for a long time. So what does he win? Is it California Home Brewer of the yeah, Year? Yes, Sierra Nevada, California Home Brewer of the Year. Isn't that what John was? Yeah, John Plasse was the reigning champ. Right. For 2006. Yes, right. And right. now this guy's the 2007 guy. Right. I see. Yes. And you and Verge were both kind of right we're there. We're in the running. Verge more than me, for sure. Yeah. Well, I talked to Shet uh, somewhere in the middle of the ceremony, and you had already taken like a half a dozen medals. Well, yeah, or well, I, yeah. It's a homebrew. Yeah, I had a lot of beers in there, so. So how many did this guy win? Oh, uh, did he get homebrew of the year? Quite a few. He probably had a dozen ribbons. He did, yeah. Wow. And they don't have that many categories in this particular competition. They compress them. That's great. Have you had his beer? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's good. 
It's got to be good. That's a lot of medals. Yeah, but I tell you what, it didn't win the long shot. <laughs> right? Yeah, my long, my long shot oh, beer took a second. Yeah. <laughs> it took a second. Really? Yeah, what's this that? Did huh? you go up yeah. there and rub it in all their faces? Did you kind of go, hey, a second? Let me talk yeah. to the well, judge. You know, I, Do you know I, who I am? It must be my Tourette's, but when I w- walked up to get it, uh, <laughs> yeah. I said, hey, that's my, I said to the guy who handed me the ribbon who had the microphone. Yeah. Oh, that's my long shot beer. I see. Well, then he repeats that. And then it's like, well, that sounds like I'm like soured grapes. Like they could, you know. I don't really mean it that way. Yeah. It's like pr- out of proud of it kind of thing. Oh, yeah. you I should don't want a ribbon at all. I say sour grapes. Simon, yeah. I don't know if you know, McDole's kind of a big deal. <laughs> he, uh, he looks like a big deal. <laughs> he does. Very serious about this beer. Uh, you know the Sam Adams long shot competition? That, that's your winner right there. His IPA, he won. Him Double and one IPA. other dude. Yeah. yeah. And it's called Long Shot for a reason. It's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah. So congratulations. Thanks. Thanks a lot. So I can't believe that it took a second. Well, it's a beer competition. I could you know, go into all that and a whole other... Who you want to I'm going to do a documentary on that, exposing a beer you competitions. Sh- you sh- are you? Is that, <laughs> well, is that next in your Once route? I'm done in beer, in beer competitions, yeah. because they'll blacklist me, I think. Yeah, who, who won? Who, who took it first? Who won over you? Was it Bud? Well, Verge uh, won a lot... Of, Took a lot of first, and uh, other members of my club, Mike Mraz, uh, took yeah. a lot of first place ribbons. You want me to talk to some people? <laughs> <laughs> I can break some knees. Yeah. And also, uh, I'm surprised thing- Chad didn't go and tank everybody. That's <laughs> 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 my McDonald. It's McDonald. Yeah. You don't win. Surprised about he that wins. too. <laughs> well, Ch- Chad was like, they couldn't get over how many ribbons I was winning. Like he. Yeah. I didn't even think twice about it. Yeah, he caught what? me crying. He was, oh, baby, you know what? He's up there winning. You know what, though? Yeah. What a great place to take someone on a date. Yeah. Yes. Because then they get to see how great you are. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. They had great beers on tap. Stone yeah. IPA, Lodi good. IPA. Oh, what, good. Liberty Ale. Yeah, yeah. What Anchor, else Anchor Liberty. Uh, oh, man. Chad, don't. Great. Don't stone. Yeah, don't try to change the subject. Sorry. Yeah. Now, so, yeah, they also Could give away a homebrew club of the year. Yes, that was the, uh, they make that announcement. That's, uh, California homebrew club of the year. And now let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this, I don't want this to sound like a guided question, but, uh, did Doe's win the most medals? Yeah, we won the most medals at that competition. So what's the, but you didn't win homebrew club of the year. What's well, the criteria for homebrew club of the year? Well, I don't know. Doc might know. He's our club president. Um, it's obviously not the number of medals you win, which is, makes sense. It's, it's by application. So you submit an application that extols the things that your club has accomplished for the year. Uh-huh. And certainly you can mention you know, how you did in competitions, but uh-huh. you know I think there's more to it than that. And, that's, and uh, our club, frankly, you know, probably needs to do more in terms of getting out there and... Uh, I see. Doing so, a, like, like holding a competition. For it's instance. a resume that gets you. Yeah, it's you, a resume, basically, not a point. You should have had me write it. <laughs> I'm telling you, what a. I got accepted to Harvard with my uh, with my. I'm lying right now. Right, yeah. But what I'm saying but is, I could've. I could have <laughs> if I had written that letter easily. <laughs> Harvard, forget about it. What? Instead, I went to San Francisco State. You know, if you're gonna do a, if you're gonna do a, 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 a homebrew club of the year award, yeah. and you don't. Seriously consider the amount of medals a club wins. Stupid. That's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, it should be it should be the amount of club, and then if the and then you can look at the extracurricular activities. But yeah, what the fuck does a club do? It brews beer and enters competitions, right? Yeah. Well, but I guess they're also supposed to support the community. Well, yeah, but at the, but but that's not really what I, I mean. A beer club is to teach other people how to brew, and yeah. the more people you have, the better beer that right. the club is brewing. Sure. That means you're doing really well, right? I agree. Well, that's, also, that's a good goal. I mean, I'm not really mad because I'm in the club. 
No, it's just it's something else entirely. <laughs> Couldn't they also take into account, and I wonder if you guys put this on the resume, I mean, Doc's in here week in and week, and week out contributing to the beer community, and he is the president of his beer club, right? And not to mention your contributions on the show. JP's a member of Doe's. Oh, sure. I mean, I would say that uh, anyone who says the members of Doe's aren't doing anything for beer isn't well, looking at the brewing network. Yeah, there's, that may be anecdotal because, I mean, it, you're just mentioning really a relative few number of people. I mean... As our club goes, we are the major, you know, contributors back to the community. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there aren't too many beyond that. What did some of the other clubs do, or the the, win, the club winner? What what kind of other stuff did they do? Well, the the, the club that won is the, the Maltos Falcons, and oh. uh, they've won many times. They're a very good club. I, I could certainly see why they would win. Yeah, we've talked uh, to that Drew. Yeah, our friend yeah, Drew. We should, we he's could, a Maltos. We Falcon. should get Drew. We on should the ask phone. Drew what kind of things they they, yeah. they put on their application. Push is a Maltos Falcon, but he abandoned them. Yeah. He went AWOL. Typical. Yeah, they're a good club. America's oldest homebrew club, so they say. Yeah. Well, they hold a competition, and they do uh, you know, lots of different things. Yeah. Uh, hmm. They have a lot of several guys that write for Zymergy and stuff like that. So what do you think? Are you guys going to step it up next year and start like doing stuff that you have to, you know, I don't know. What do you um, got to do? What do you have to do? No, our our goals really are more about learning the knowledge and the and the, and That's the right. uh, yeah. art of brewing. Yeah. That's Not right. so much uh, Not like uh right, McDowell yeah. freebies. That's right. But we'll you know, we're trying to do more. We're getting uh, more people into beer judging, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. All right, well I just curious I didn't know what the whole thing was about yeah. and I was trying to think if it was the same thing that John won yeah. Homebrew of the Year yeah. for yeah. last year. It is. That's California. And a lot of states have those. I, I see them about them. You know, and the don't area. you get to go up to Sierra Nevada and brew? Yeah. yeah, you get to go and brew beer and you get, I think, $500. Did John do that? I don't remember him talking about it. I don't know. But then again, I found, out, I found out John won Homebrew of the Year like two weeks after <laughs> he won. Yeah. Well, he doesn't talk to you. No. Well, now he does. We share an office. <laughs> so now he has to talk yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah. One day he's going to come flying out of the window. Hi, JP. <laughs> hey, John. How you doing? Uh... <laughs> All right, so what's the dude's name who won? Uh, just real quick, uh, again. Uh, Bud Turville. Bud, congratulations, man. Yeah, he's great that, for That's a cool thing. Well, maybe we should try to talk to him, get him in here. Yeah, and, it'd be and great. Because it, sure. it sounds like he's making good beer. So, uh, Definitely. We congrats, heard. Bud. That's a big thing, and we were real ex- uh, we were real happy and proud of our boy John when he won it. So yeah. hand that down to you, too, man. Congrats. That's a big win, and a uh, round of applause for yeah. that many uh, awards, because that's a tough tough competition here in California. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's good, it's pretty competitive, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. We had a Brewing Network uh, beer that won, too. Really? Yeah. yeah. Someone entered a beer under the Brewing Network. Yeah. Is that Took right? him, uh, what, second or Could third? Could second or third. I didn't get the, do you remember the name? Yeah, we don't get to the first. I don't remember, but. <laughs> yeah. but uh, network. Oh, pretty gee, cool stuff. What a coincidence. Chad and McDowell don't remember someone else's name. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't have a Mick or a Shad yeah. in it. Well, you know, it was a long day. So. <laughs> Did you guys meet well, the like, guy? Did you meet no, him? No, no, no. He, he wasn't, wasn't there. To, no. Oh, I see. You see any B and Army shirts there? Uh, no, at the bistro we did. That's where you're supposed to lie to me and say yes. We saw like a dozen. I get real depressed when you say no. Uh, maybe three. Good, good. And you saw one at the bistro. And we handed out four. <laughs> Fantastic. I like that. What a jerk. All right, everybody. I got to take a quick break. We got Simon Pesh here from Pyramid. You can go to pyramidbrew.com. We're going to start talking Imperial Hefeweizens when we come back. 888-401-BEER or join us in the chat and you can ask Simon questions yourself. It's the session. Hang in there, kids. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
this fall. Four beer kits and a bag of sanitizer. That will be $4,000 for shipping. Never. I won't pay more than 20 bucks for shipping. Ha, ha, ha. You will not find a deal like that now. Northern Brewer's flat rate shipping promotion is finished. No. I'll never pay that much. Never. My patience wears thin, young home brewer. You must pay too much for shipping. <laughs> never fear. Northern Brewer's here. Foolish Northern Brewer. Your flat rate shipping promotion has ended. No, sir. Now we got $7.99 flat rate shipping all the time over here. Ah. Northern Brewer has all of your home brewing, wine, mead, cider, and soda-making needs. And a complete line of award-winning beer kits, including the intergalactically boozy Bourbon Barrel Porter. Still with cheap-ass shipping. Place an order at northernbrewer.com and get some flat-rate $7.99 shipping action. Offer good and contiguous U.S. only. Some heavy and or bulky items are excluded, such as glass bottles, sacks of grain, bulky meat, and oak barrels. Take that, guy. $7.99 flat-rate shipping. Ah, my retina! Retina? Damn near killed ya. We all just get stoned Get drunk and sing beer drinking songs Between Brezhnev and Begin Khomeini and Reagan We might as well all just get stoned You can't even look at the TV these days Without getting scared half to death The eyewitness news leaves me used and abused And I find myself gasping for breath There's strikes and inflation And strife between nations The world's in a hell of a mess And no matter who's hurt There's one thing for certain
I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a short short beer. The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back, boys and girls. We're here with Simon Pesh. Head brewer down at uh, the Berkeley Brew House for Pyramid Breweries. You can go to pyramidbrew.com and check it out, or a uh, link there right off of our homepage. You can check it out that way too, and uh, look at all the beers they do and things going on. Simon, you guys had a big uh, concert at the place up in uh, was it Seattle? That was going on this weekend. I know the Dandy Warhols were playing. We got invited to go, and we just couldn't because I we had shows going on. But that's a big name. If I had realized that the Dandy Warhols were playing, I might have ditched. Hang on, there was something else too. And this was in Seattle. Oh yeah, it's yeah. And the presidents of the United States of America were playing. They played on Friday, and the Dandies played on Saturday. That's a big deal at your place. It was a snow cap release party. We we have a seasonal beer, the snowcap that comes out each winter. Okay. And this was just an annual party, just to uh, an official release of that beer. That is awesome. I had no idea. I might have dropped all the shows this weekend and gone if I. I would have uh, gone with you, man. Yeah. I think I smell really bad today. I got flies buzzing around me in here. When don't you smell really? What bad? is happening? You, well, you get your arm up in the air. Yeah. Put it down, buddy. Maybe that's what it is. Speaking of smell, real bad. So, so Bevo comes in today, right? <laughs> wait, wait, you're gonna kill it for everybody in the chat room right I know, now. I know, I like You're it gonna though. kill it. I like it when I, I like you it when the, when the people it. involved in the show have become real, you know? I like that moment where the, the, the sexy radio image is shattered and they become real. Yeah, but we're not done building that image yet, I think. No, I'm ready. Well, I'm you are. Sh- shoot it right down. So Bevo comes over, right? Right about the same time Simon comes over. And, uh, and Obivo makes herself at home here. She goes into the bathroom, whatever. Nobody knows, really. Yeah. You know, I don't know what's happening. Uh, I'm in here talking to Simon. Simon leaves. He's got to go use the restroom. Bevo comes in, overhears it. Simon's got to go. Yeah. And Bevo looks at me and goes, he does not want to go in there right now. <laughs> and I'm 
like Bebo. Come on, I don't want to hear that. I'm so sorry. And so, uh, poor talk to producer Chad. Poor Simon, he's got a, you know, he's a guest, and well, that's okay. I just went outside and used the bush. <laughs> Good. Good. Sam thought it was Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Sam goes in there in between two, thinking it was that's. I guess that's how awful it was. I thought it was Chad. <laughs> See, that is All a right. producer's job is to check the bathroom before the guest uses it. Chad, yeah. are you listening to this? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Because I don't remember it putting is that now. in the description. Sure. I had a burrito for lunch. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry to start the discussion that way. I just thought, you know, I like to humanize everybody. And Let's just say she dropped the chalupa. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> All right. 888-401-BEER. That's our phone number if you want to ask questions, of course. Uh, you can get us on Skype. Brewing Network's our name if you want to dial in that way if you're a computer dude. And uh, you can join us in the chat room. And Bevo's already sending me questions along. Let's, I'd love to, uh, to see that chat room after you just dropped that bomb. Yeah. There no gonna, no yeah. pun intended. Yeah, Bevo, you're not going to have fun for the next few minutes in there <laughs> moderating those people <laughs> they'll be nice to you they'll they're res- actually not saying anything oh there there's a delay, delay. Yeah. there's Just a kidding. there's a three minute delay so you got to give it a second <laughs> All right, Simon. So uh, let's start talking beer with this guy. And I uh, just found out to break a few things about you. First, you've been with the company for 10 years now. That's right. I started in 1997. Okay. At the Berkeley facility here in, in Berkeley. How long has the facility been there? You know that? Yeah, it was built uh, in 97, or built in 96 and commissioned in 97. Okay. So it took about eight months to build. So you're talking ground floor here. You've been with them for uh, since they pretty much started the Berkeley place. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, did you start as the as the head guy? I was hired as a shift brewer okay. at the time. Okay. Um, ground floor, really, just production brewing, a lot of filtration, uh, learned the brewing system, just uh, paid my dues early on Okay. to... Uh, Scrub the floors, do what you, you got to work do. your way up. That's right. You were a janitor when you got hired. That was a brewer. <laughs> you were a brewer yet a janitor, which is ninety percent janitorial. Yeah, so right. Yeah, like Chat's my janitor around here. Yeah, but he's a brewer. You know, we call him a, we call him the producer, but really just clean shit up, clean yeah. shit up, and keep it clean. That's yeah. pretty much it. Okay. But uh, so I did that for a number of years. Okay. Uh, and then at the time we had a, a lead position open up, and so I was able to become the lead seller person. Yeah. Sellerman was my job there, so. Kind of a supervisory role over the staff and okay. maintain the schedule and keep QA up and that sort of thing. All right. And what's your exact title now? Like, what is your position now? Yeah, in 2000, I was promoted to the head brewer. Head brewer, okay. In Berkeley. Great. So now you have, like, shift guys under you. You know, you tell them to clean stuff. The whole department. Yeah, I like that. So, like, John, he's, like, one of your guys. Yeah, he's a lead, so he is my supervisor for the... Brewed crew okay. right now, and he, uh, he's been there for a couple of years. All right, and um, you know he's definitely involved in uh, not only orchestrating like how the days go and how the schedules maintained, but also quality control and okay everything that's essential for brewing. And are you guys a twenty four seven operation down there? You know, not quite. Okay, uh, we're we're almost there. We expanded our cellar last year by about twenty percent, <clears throat> uh, which was a significant increase in volume. Yeah, and so we're we're. We have two shifts, and we almost run, you know, 20 hours a day. That's and, a lot. Yeah, Monday through Friday. Okay. So our weekends are, are off, which is cool. And how many barrels are you brewing at a time? Is big system you guys have there? Yeah, it's a 125-barrel brew house. Wow. Uh, the Steinerker brew house. 
You know what's weird is that I've actually I've never I've seen a lot of brew houses around here, and I've been to that location uh, quite a few times because you have a great restaurant there. The brew pub there mm-hmm. is awesome, but I've never seen the the facility. Um, it's like hidden. Like you have to look up. You know, there's like you know stairs, and it's kind of uh, which is hard to do because there's there's a lot of hot chicks that work there. This <laughs> is hard to look up. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you have to keep your gotta get your nose out of the glass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look up, and there it is. Okay. But the brew house is uh, visible through the restaurant. It is yep. okay. It's a it's a big building, so I can imagine that, you know just the size of that thing yeah, back we there. Take too. up a city block in Berkeley. That's pretty cool. You know, if I ever opened a place, which I'm not. Yeah. You know. Right. If McDole and Shat ever open a place, <laughs> I would want them to as- aspire to take up a city block. I think that's just kind of a cool... Imagine our it's, place takes up a city block. It's not too much to ask, yeah. and it's a lot of fun to say. <laughs> <It is>. <laughs> <laughs> our brewery's a city block. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's my brewery. I'm the head brewer. I would say that a lot. <laughs> I, try, I try not to. <laughs> yeah, you have to hold back. <laughs> I don't blame you. So, now, when you got into the business then, you know, 10 years ago, uh, home brewer before that? Definitely, I started homebrewing at an early age. I was probably about fifteen or sixteen. Really? Yeah, in high school. And Shame just, on you. That was the that was the secret. A California. He wasn't kid. drinking it. He was brewing it. Yeah, it was. That's right. Yeah. That's the I, difference. I, I was uh, born and raised in San Francisco, so okay. I was definitely, uh, you know, brewing with malt extracts as a kid in the kitchen. Who got you into that? Was you, were your folks kind of doing it, or how do you start that? I hate, I think I got myself into it. Really? I really did. I, I was interested in different flavors of beer and not just what came in the can, that sort of thing. And yeah. Imports were turning me on and right. that time. See, my parents are real cool, but I can't imagine coming home and being like, hey guys, check this out. Yeah. I'm going to brew beer on your stove. Yeah. And I can't, I think they would have let me, but I don't know where I would have gotten that idea from. Not at that age either. You know? Yeah. That's, that seemed like cool. a good idea at the time. <laughs> you were hanging out with some hoodlums, weren't you? They were like, we need beer and you can make it. You're the smart one in the group. So you go home and start making it. And I convinced everyone it was legal, so it was fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Well, and it is, right? Even at the beer store, JP, uh, you can buy ingredients. You can buy ingredients, but once you, uh, put the yeast in it, then uh-huh. it starts to ferment, then when it's it alcohol, beer. then you're in a minor in possession of alcohol, I yeah. think. Uh-huh. Um, you know, unless you're doing it at your house, and maybe you can pin it on your parents, or maybe your sure. parents will take responsibility for it. But And your parents were cool? They, they just supported you doing it? They were pretty cool. I think they just recognized it was an interest, and uh, yeah. I wasn't really hurting anybody and that sort of thing. So. Yeah. And plus, beer is cool. And what if you think of it? It has that, like, chemistry background, too. They can kind of think of it as educational, you know? It was a start. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you actually mentioned that. I, we have a new listener, and he just joined our forum, and he's in high school also. <laughs> Which I'm a little nervous about. Yeah, I don't want him getting too involved in the forum and all that. Yeah, everyone's been very nice to him so far. Very nice. Um, in fact, I'm not even going to give out his name or anything like that. I'm just yeah. going to leave it alone. But he seems like a nice kid, and um, he's a brewer. And he just read he brews at 15. Oh, is he in the chat room? All right, everybody. Well, there be you real. Go. Is, are they being good in the chat room yeah, tonight? They're being good. All right. Well, now you got to say his name. He just said in the chat. room. Meister of Puppets is his uh, his forum name. Just, I don't know. He's apparently a Metallica fan, you know? Oh, Stay man. in school, Meister. Stay in school. Yeah. yeah. His parents are very cool. And they're cool about it? Yes. All right. Hey, no F-bombs and all that in the chat room if Meister's in there. I mean, not that we weren't dropping F-bombs in high school, but, you know, keep it clean for the poor kid. What's wrong with you? What about for me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were There's... dropping your own bombs before the show. I don't <laughs> yeah. think anybody cares. Yeah. All right. His question in there, he says, I'm a home brewer, still in high school, but... 
one day wants to be a brewmaster, so he was asking how you get involved in the industry. And I think that's a good question because now we're talking – you were a home brewer. Certainly. How do you end up uh, getting into it? Well, I guess my advice would be to study as much chemistry as you can early on and, and when you go to college – Bro, yeah, <laughs> and then, definitely uh, go to college. <laughs> take uh, a lot of food science courses, yeah, that sort of thing. Brew for your friends. Brew for your friends, and be a pest at your local uh, brew pub. Okay, volunteer to uh, shovel out the ladder ton. Did you do that? Thing. No, I didn't. But but, but I know I, what you're talking as, about. As an employee now, as a guy who makes beer, I, I get a lot of uh, yeah. people that want to volunteer. Hey, I will do this. I will do that. We've had a lot of listeners come through saying that same thing. They're like, hey, we go down and volunteer and say, let me please shovel your your mash tun. And as a brewer now, you never say no to that, right? It's it's brilliant to have someone come <laughs> in and say, hey, I want to work for you, but you don't have to pay me. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. But it also shows that you're passionate about what you're doing. And if you're going to work at a professional level, yeah. regardless of the scale, yeah. um, it's a lot of work. Okay. I mean, uh, anyone who works in a pub cleaning and filling kegs. Um, at adding fifty pound sacks of grain per you know up a ladder and down and shoveling at the ladder time is doing a lot of work. Yeah, which is great, and you have to have a passion for the beer. Yeah. So if someone is volunteering their time, then it usually shows that they're interested in what they're doing. They're into it. Yep. You did you did you end up going uh, to any uh, formal schools, formal brewing education? Uh, I studied viticulture and enology, which is winemaking. Okay. At UC Davis. Oh, great. Yeah. So. Originally, I, right out of school, I started working for wineries. Did you think you were going to be a winemaker instead of a brewer? I wanted to get into brewing. Okay. But I found the winemaking program. Yeah. And just changed my mind for a minute. Okay. For a couple of years and then yeah. got back into beer making. And you worked professionally as a winemaker too then? I have. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Great. But the beer thing was just kind of your passion. You, you didn't get as much out of the winemaking, or I had to go back. You did, okay. I, well, yeah, winemaking is very seasonal. Fruit only ripens once a year, and that's yeah. cool. And you know, they we're in the right area for it. Sure. And you know, it's not like I didn't dig it. I did. Yeah. But I really wanted to get into an urban environment uh, and into a production um, field. Yeah. Where we're able to make you know more social beer, not really. Yeah. Not really bottles that are open every two or three years. I just really wanted to. Brew beer every two weeks. You were impatient. Yeah, Let's impatient. Let's get to it. Like, I just wanted to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you one bit. And the other thing, not just the aging the wine, but uh, I've heard brewers talk about this a lot who have done winemaking uh, throughout the show, where they say, you know, it's kind of a drag that it's it's once a year. You get grapes once a year. And so we have this big mad rush, and we get to do this. You know, there's, there's lots of caretaking that takes place afterward, but... Those ingredients, it is what it is, and, it, and it's what you get. Right, and what I found, here's the contrast, I think, with uh, winemaking and brewing, is that every year when you are making wine, you try to make the best wine that you can with the raw material and the, the grapes that you have yeah. every year. Whereas with beer, you just try to be consistent, which is usually the challenge uh, if you make a recipe to replicate it. Yeah. I really like I really like that third batch I did. How come my fifth batch doesn't taste that way? And sure. Once you're able to refine that, you really become a seasoned uh, brewer. Difference between a uh, brewer like me and a brewer like McDole, who actually can uh, replicate the brews he does at home, and then certainly the professionals who are you know doing it all the time. Um, 
Tell me about that just a little bit because uh, you guys, you're, and we're going to talk about your Imperial Half in a bit, but um, your Half of Eisen, by and large, is your most popular beer. Is that right? Certainly. It's about 60, 70% of what we do. Okay. And and you've won a lot of medals for it. It's a very uh, great Half of Eisen. Um, with ingredients changing every year, you know, the crops are different. Um, is it challenging for you to keep producing that same Half of Eisen? Do you have to make a lot of adjustments every year? Or do you let it change? Well, that's a great question. We have the instrumentation to monitor differences in from one batch to the other. Okay. Not only in crop year of the the grain, uh, but bitterness. Uh, some of it, of course, is subjective. You know, flavor profile can be subjective, as if you were judging uh, any any beer in any category. But once you're given the tools to monitor your batches, it's we're able to work backwards and be consistent because okay. we have a very tight um, set of release parameters. I see. See, as kind of loose as I am about my brewing, I think if I were able to see that and see it happening and watch the, the changes, I'd get all anal and freaky about it. i get real uptight. Uh, Dude, I don't think that you're kind of loose <laughs> about your brewing. Yeah, I know. But yeah. once, if I could actually see it taking place, uh, I guess what I'm, I'm getting at it and I'm asking you is, you know, do you end up really sort of obsessive about how things change and how you have to kind of get it back under control and proactive and protective? Yeah. Okay. Obsessive? Not so much. That's a matter of opinion. Yeah. Right? <laughs> We'd have to ask some of your uh, employees. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that about myself. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have to. Shat. We're going to have to conduct yeah. some uh, pyramid interviews. Let's get some of the shift brewers on here <laughs> and find out if Simon's actually obsessive. But it's your job to produce that beer the way people uh, expect it to be. I suppose. So. Exactly. So we're careful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And now you guys have this Imperial Hefeweizen and. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, are you guys are you big on on new beers all the time, or do you just have this core and you kind of stick with that? Because I thought this is one of the most unique beers you've put out in a while, and I didn't know if that's because you you guys try to stick with the core, um, and this was something extra, or or maybe I'm totally wrong and you guys are doing new things all the time. Well, uh, we got together as a group, I think as a company, and decided on a couple of things. Uh, one was that we wanted to have more of a presence as an innovative brewing company. Great. Uh, so that's new this year, as well as um, having rotating handles available through our restaurants and through our pubs. Mm-hmm. So we took the measures to do that. One was just to get together, taste beers, come up with different ideas, Establish a schedule for when new beers would come out on okay. a production scale, meaning bottled and kegged. Uh, and the other idea was just we, we built a small brew pub uh, in our uh, Seattle location so that we would have a, a one-man brew pub to make beers for a draft so that we could also uh, rotate specialty beers. Great. Through on a keg basis on tap through our restaurants. So it's like your own pilot brewery there just to try different ones and keep them moving? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so we all got together as a group from, you know, every division, marketing and sales and yeah. oper- operations, which is me, to um, share ideas and see, watch the industry, what's popular, what do we like, what fits our uh, identity, Yeah. and uh, come out with something. And this is the first recipe that we have come up with since that collaboration. Great. And it really does fit uh, kind of the the company, obviously, because it's an extension of, of your half, mm-hmm. uh, your sort of mothership beer. Um, and you guys are um, 
your your line of of, of Weizen beers in general. You, you, I know you've got uh, when you guys do an Oktoberfest, it's actually an Oktober Weizen, right? And you and and you've then got an Amber Weizen, and and uh, uh, it's a great line of beers, actually. Um, and so it kind of fits with that. Where did you guys decide, you know, as an extension, we want to do this? Is what? What did you tell me? Seven and a half percent. Seven and a half percent alcohol by volume. Correct. Cheers to you. That's a great do you idea. Like that? Number one, first <laughs> of all, it's a fantastic idea. But but why? Why not one of your other beers? Why the Hefeweizen? Why should that have been your imperial? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. This is not um, a style that is being produced on a production scale in the United States right now. Mm. Uh, so because our identity is really tied to wheat beers, unfiltered wheat beers, uh, it seemed like a natural fit. If we're going to create a premium line, if we're going to make an imperial anything, yeah. let's start with uh, something that no one else is doing uh, that is going to fit our profile. Right. So That, that fits. Yeah. Certainly it's does. It's been well accepted, and I think it's a good example of probably a vice box. McDowell? What do you think of this beer? I like it. It's very good. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's well balanced. Um, it's nice and fruity, which I'd expect wheat beer to be. It is, yeah. And, uh, I'll tell you, it good. doesn't, um, I don't want to say it doesn't taste imperial because it does taste big. It's a sleeper. But it, right? Because it's not, no, no hot alcohol. Uh, you don't have a lot of fusel coming out of there. It's smooth. I can see the sleeper aspect mm-hmm. of it. Uh, Sam over there, ex-employee of the Walnut Creek location, big half fan. I bet I could have given him a, f- a couple of these. Before you know it, he'd be dancing on our tables. And he oh, wouldn't yeah. even know that was about to happen. Naked. <laughs> Naked, he says, even. Uh, so we won't be giving Sam a few of these. We'll keep that uh, down. But I can see how it's kind of a sleeper, yeah. It is. It's uh, it's on tap in all of our restaurants. and um, it, it it doesn't taste like our half bison. I think just uh, because it's a lot sweeter, yeah, higher ABV. It's uh, I agree with that. We hop it differently as well. You do. Do uh, you want to talk about the difference in the in the hops? Certainly. Too? Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. Uh, currently, right now, the uh, Imperial half bison is hopped. Well, it's finished with uh, the Tettnanger hop, which uh, I think is cool for an Eastern European style of beer. Uh, whereas our our half bison that we're popular for. We use a lot of uh, Mount Hood, Liberty, that okay. sort of thing finished with. But although hops are not very predominant in that beer, yeah. I think for this one it was just a, a nice fit. Yeah. Well, you, and you have to do something, don't you, with the increased uh, sweetness mm-hmm. just by making it imperial. What's the difference in gravity between the two? I mean, is 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 it a much higher gravity doing this beer? Yeah, this uh, imperial half is, at l- is five and a half Degrees Plato higher OG original gravity than, than the uh, higher than the regular half. Yeah. Wow. I think people have kind of come to expect your regular half to be uh, very easy to drink, uh, great summer beer. Um, so you would have to make some significant changes to make it an imperial. Right, and we didn't want to make something that was a, a small ch- difference or a small change from our existing half. Yeah. Okay. And what about in terms of grain bill? Obviously, you're adding much more, but are you adding different grains as well to this? On the specialty malt side, yes. You are? Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, um, you know, the grain bill is pretty standard, 60, 60% uh, wheat and 40% two-row. Oh, okay. Uh, which is also standard for our half. Okay. Uh, and, and for this beer, we just uh, we use a different coloring malt or, or a, a different specialty malt. To get the color. And a little bit of flavor. and. We kept using the word hue when we put the spirit together. We didn't want to change. We didn't make it darker. Just change the hue. I see what so you're it saying. Did, it didn't look like our half. 
I'm kind of glad you said that, actually, because I was going to talk to you about how the color is very similar. Um, I'm trying to think of what I would say is, is different about it. Uh, I don't know if that it's uh, – I'm looking at yours, actually, because you've got a fuller glass. <laughs> it's not a different color. It's, it's a little darker. It's like a little more orange kind of thing. Yeah, it's a li- I was going to say amber, but yeah, a little more orange. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, um, unfiltered. You have to be. C- we, we were really careful because uh, with unfiltered beers, if you make a beer that's a little bit darker and it's unfiltered, it just becomes so turbid it's unappealing. Okay. And so we wanted to sure. not go too far, but also we wanted to be able to discern from a half bison and an imperial half if they're both sitting side by side. Yeah. For you know obvious reasons, just at the bar. Yeah. You know, uh, turbidity of beer has to be kind of a challenge for you guys in general because, it, A, it's your thing. Like, mm-hmm. your thing is these unfiltered Weizen beers. And, and on the other hand, um, uh, craft beer drinkers who aren't necessarily beer guys because we don't care. If it tastes good, then that's what matters. People want to see a nice, clear beer. Like, that's an obstacle I would think you guys as a brewery have to – or as a company have to attack every day, that our beer is – it looks that way for a reason. Great point. Um I think a lot of, from the from the marketing side, from the sales side, uh, over the last 10 years, what I've seen is that people have come to terms with the fact that beers aren't necessarily filtered or, or they're coming to terms with sediment being on the bottom, at the bottom of their bottle yeah. of, of a, a unfiltered beer. And I, it just came with education, I think, as the craft brewing industry changes and beers get more bitter and beers get stronger. They're also accepting, well, it's not all... North American light lager. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. People are just kind of into it now. That's definitely a, a benefit that you guys have. It didn't come easy, though. I mean, we fielded a lot of complaints early. Really? Oh, yeah. Saying that your beer just looks creepy? What is this thing at the bottom of my bottle? Yeah, there? yeah. I, I, I would imagine that when I first got into beer, I would have said the same thing. I would have thought that was a weird thing. I remember uh, when I first got into Sierra Nevada. I would, um, and and you can still find this today. You open up a bottle Sierra. If you wipe the bottle, if you're wearing a white shirt, or you take a napkin. I guess if you're not a total slob like me, you could use a napkin. Uh, you get that uh, like copper, you know, uh, tinge coming off of the bottle. And I used to think well, this is weird. They're they have rusty bottle caps, and it wasn't. It was actually that they were doing a great bottling uh, method, which was to fill right to the top. And then when you cap it, it's just beer. It was just beer. And I never knew that. And I I would complain about that. I didn't, like, write letters or anything. But I thought it was kind of gross that Sierra Nevada had that. Dear Ken, yes. you are a jerk. You yeah. owe me for dry cleaning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yours. That's, my wife beater is, yeah. uh, has all these brown circles. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad way to get free beer. <laughs> it is. You're probably just, right. Just keep complaining. I, I it's like being written. persistent if you want a brewing job. Just... Yeah. Keep knocking on the door. Right. Or keep complaining. Now, at that time, I was worse off than now. I could have gotten some free beer that yeah. way. I didn't think about it that way. It's not too I mean, late. Like you couldn't figure out yeah. how to put a mouse in a bottle. <laughs> yeah. But the education part is fantastic because, you know, there's things like that where it, it was just beer. There's nothing dirty about that bottle. And they sediment at the bottom of a, of a half. So yep. you guys aren't dealing with that so much anymore now that uh, no, I think we've all become more sophisticated. You know. Astute. <laughs> we were astute. <laughs> well, maybe not in this studio, but uh, in general, yeah. Yeah, on, on a market scale, I think that people are accustomed to, you know, the apricot bison that we make, and uh, it's also unfiltered. Yeah. Half bison. I think they're, they know they like it. They don't know why. Well, right. initially. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then rather than complain about it, I think they're, or have come to terms with, oh, it's an unfiltered repair, and that is a style. Right. And I think you, we had to reintroduce that. You know what I think it does to people also? It, it, it kind of empowers them 
that they know a little bit something about the beer industry that other people don't know. Good you know? Point. And so they feel they feel good and they go and they, they can tell their friends who've never seen it about it and then they feel kind of cool, you know? Because they've conquered the bear. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, In fact, that's that. exactly what yeah. JP goes and tells his friends. Hey, yeah. guys, I totally conquered this beer. I did it. <laughs> None of you guys did, but I was me first, please. I'm just about to finish Guitar Hero and yeah. also I conquered this beer. I did finish Guitar Hero, by the way. You did? I played Freebird. JP's telling me yesterday. Uh... First of all, on, I have an expert. I have an objection. No, no, medium. <laughs> McDowell's calling you out. Oh, yeah. You didn't do it on expert. No, no, no. I think, number one, you can't play Guitar Hero by yourself. I, I think did, that though. that's a losery thing. You can't tell me do. that I can't because I already did it. I'm, I'm saying you can. Not but when you're a, 30. It's a losery thing to do, <laughs> and more so when you're 30. Hey, McDowell, I used to like oh, you. I'm sorry. Cut, yeah. cut, cut me off. Yeah. I think when you play Guitar Hero by yourself, they call something else. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah, I played Guitar Hero by myself yesterday, and I don't even own, what is it, on Xbox, or I, I don't even know. Well, my, my friend was watching me. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, that's even freakier, isn't it, Simon? <laughs> well, and then, so he's telling me, I guess, what the the main song you have to beat The, the is final the, song to beat is Freebird. Freebird. God, that's hard. It's really it's really, really hard. I can't oh, beat it on easy. There you go. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's seven minutes of ridiculous hardness. Because it's... <laughs> I didn't just, like that which, uh, just like your wedding way, night. You're yeah. never going to get out of Sam's. Sam, yeah, forget that. <laughs> You'll be lucky. 45 for seconds. <laughs> ridiculous hardness. <laughs> no, like, you can be doing... Shut up. You could be doing great for like the first two minutes and then you Yeah, because the first two minutes of the song so, is super easy. And then it gets yeah. so hard and they're like cheering for you and then all of a sudden they're just booing for you and then you lose and I it's see. sad and you cry. All right. Nobody else cares about all of this uh, Guitar Hero. I just wanted to make fun of JP for a second. But it didn't work. Because <laughs> now... Because Beavis Bebo. got my back. High five. <laughs> All right, I do have to take another uh, quick break. When we come back, uh, more Pyramid Beer. Do we have Snowcap to try, too, or is it too new? We do. Oh, I brought Snowcap. Okay. I want to talk a little bit more about the Imperial Half, uh, more about the process that you guys do. Uh, I want to talk about um, malt shortages and hop shortages. Sure. And how do you have to do, I would assume, the ordering of your ingredients as well at your brew house. Absolutely. Cool. Did not, did not sound like a pleasant topic. We'll talk about sure. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You, we, can, we can talk about my yeah. Monday morning if you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I want to talk about that with you, more about the Imperial Hef, and uh, then we'll move into the Snowcap also, because that's just a, another great beer. So hang in there with us. We've got Simon Pesh. You can go to PyramidBrew.com to learn all about Pyramid beers, and you can get them most places, too. So hang in there. More Pyramid when we come back on the session. We'll be right back, kids. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP 001, Cal Ale, baby. 23, Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale. Cal Common, WLP 810. It's going to be WLP 400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. 
Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. order from more beer online at morebeer.com and receive free shipping on most orders over $59 but you can also shop in person at their two retail locations located in Concord and Riverside California in fact the Concord facility has grown to over 15,000 square feet to fit all the new products expanded showroom and new knowledge center classroom and now in conjunction with the brewing network more beer is making it easier than ever to keep up on what's happening download the more beer monthly podcast by clicking podcast at morebeer.com. You'll learn about More Beer's history, sales and discounts on More Beer products, get to know team members, and hear ways to save you money. They're also launching a brand new website soon with more features and a better online shopping experience. So go to morebeer.com or call 800-600-0033. That's 800-600-0033. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. 
The Brewing Network, saving your life, one beer at a time. All right, welcome back. We got a lot to do in a short period of time, so get your questions in now. 888-401-BEER, or you can also join the chat room. I don't think Bebo's back from the bathroom again. Oh, damn it. She's spending all her time in the bathroom I nowadays. I hate you guys. Oh, you're back. She's looking for candles. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> She's looking for candles. Hey, anybody got a match? <laughs> you can uh, hit the chat now button right there on the home page, and Bevo's uh, taking a question. You should call her nicknames Febreze. <laughs> Actually, they're calling me Beverito. Beverito. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good... They're good in there. I like those guys. They're thinkers. Yeah. They are thinkers. Yeah. That's a lot better than Bev Bomb. <laughs> and they were they were oh, really like thinking after too. that seven minutes of hardness. Uh, <laughs> All right, questions are coming through. Talk. So uh, if you want your questions out uh, and, and you want to know what's up with Simon and Pyramid, then you got to send them through now. Eight 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 four one beer. Also hit the chat now button. Here's a question for you, Simon. Um, talking about the regular half, mm-hmm. sort of an ambiguous question. Uh, what is the secret behind Pyramid Hef? And I didn't know there was a secret. <laughs> And I've done some extensive pyramid researching, mm-hmm. and I did not know there was a secret. Is there a secret? I think there's a secret in there. There is? I, mean, I think uh, you hit on that earlier with regard to turbidity and keeping a, a product. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that uh, with the pyramid hefeweizen, yeah. the yeast strain that we use does not flocculate. Okay. Uh, uh, whereas I think it's a challenge for a lot of uh, brew pubs or uh, even... Uh, production or, or got people that make hefeweizen and any brewers at any scale, they have a challenge keeping yeast in suspension and keeping their hefeweizen cloudy. Okay. You know, after package or being in the keg for a couple of days or weeks or whatever. Yeah. So there's a secret, but I won't tell you what it is. Because <laughs> then it would be a secret. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a... I'm on to you. I get this now. There's a Hefeweizen secret in general. I know that. I don't think it's just you guys that do. This isn't a brewing procedure. It's a it's a delivery and storage procedure. I know that. I if I I don't think this is a secret for you guys, but uh if it is, give me the no sign. I think I have a 3 minute <laughs> delay to cut it out. But certainly for keeping um not just yeast but you know sort of everything in suspension, you deliver the kegs upside down. That's like, done in draft. Yeah, we that's do that. just like a thing to do, right? When you have a wheat beer, and by the way, if you're a wheat beer company and you don't do that, and you're looking for a cloudy beer, you're you're, you're stupid. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you you always I I've seen them. I know that you deliver the hefeweizen kegs all the time. Um, Can I say it's upside the- down? And then you, and then you don't turn them upright until you tap them, which is a trick, not a secret. It's not just a, a yeah, trick. it's just a trick. You're absolutely. That's the right. first thing I've ever learned from you. <laughs> <laughs> that you can do your hat ha- yeah. just stored. Yeah. In fact, I would su- I would assume the same could go for your homebrew. If you want a nice cloudy one, uh, store it upside down, and do then think? when you're ready to tap it, flip that bad boy over. What do you think, Chat McDole? <laughs> yeah, Who is it? Oh, you don't know. Like he looked at McDole. Yeah. <laughs> McDole, what do I say? <laughs> what do you think, M- M- McDole? Th- think of the answer, and then I'll pick it up, reading your brainwaves <laughs> through my my brain. Good info, Jay. Yeah. Good job. Good I job. filter all my hefts, so. Uh, why would you filter a half? I just like them clear. McDowell loves filtering. Things. Well, you guys have a crystal Weizen. I know that. That's true. And that's just what? That's your filtered half, isn't it? It's a different recipe. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's a popular beer. It did well at the GABF this year, and uh, we have that available in our pubs. You guys want a gold for that. 
Correct. the GABF this yes, year for the Crystal Weizen. That's actually a really nice beer. I like your Crystal Weizen more than I like your Hefeweizen, but that's because I'm not a Hefeweizen fan. But that's a good beer. And popular with the ladies, I don't know if you've Whoa. noticed. Uh, hand out some Crystal Weizen. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Maybe that's why McDowell filters all his Hefeweizen. No. Huh, McDowell? Well, no, I don't have to worry see, about now, shaking the keg. I see. No, that's the secret right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is the secret. That's the secret You're the Hefeweizen. Making the ladies happy. <laughs> By accident. Popular with the ladies. Wow, you guys have won a gold for that Crystal Weizen two years in a row now. Wow. That's correct. I think uh, we've done pretty well. The judges like us, so. Okay. And uh, you guys uh, typically enter a lot of beers in the GABF? Is it a big thing for you? Well, yeah, everyone likes to win. Sure. Uh, yeah. So we have a number of beers. I think we probably enter 10 or 12 beers this year. You do? Okay. F- the full line. Yeah. Yep. Oh, everything you make, you guys. And uh, how do you choose which location is going to send that beer? Because a few of you guys brew it, right? We taste it. We taste it first. Whoever's got the best? Yeah. Which is which is subjective, but we know that mm-hmm. judging can be that way. How many of yours went, occasion. Simon? Did you have a couple uh, come out of Berkeley? You could lie if you didn't. Well, I will tell you that the 04 uh, gold medal for the Hefeweizen came out of Berkeley. Yeah, very right. nice. I like to hear it's that. It's been a couple of years, though. See, I'd be totally competitive, even in a, even if we're all in the same company. Oh, we are. You got different. Look- you are. Oh, we are. <laughs> and that's good for beer, isn't it? Because you guys are all trying to outdo the other one. Absolutely. That's great for beer. No, it's good internal camaraderie, but. Um, no one wants to be second. No. Yeah. You want, you know, Pyramid have to be the best yeah. from your place, mm-hmm. right? Bragging rights. Yeah. Right. That's kind of cool. Like company Christmas party. Yeah. You're like, yeah, jerks. <laughs> it's right here. Come in with your medal on. 2004. Oh! Yeah, you got to. Do you wear your medals uh, to, to the Christmas party? Absolutely not. <laughs> hey, the party's here. Oh. Look at me. I'd have a whole outfit yeah. made. Can you turn the lights down? I don't want you guys to go blind. I'm gold medal man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> on Halloween, that's your costume. I am gold medal man. And your own theme music. I mean, everything. I'd have a theme band. It has followed me into the room. Playing along, man. Yeah, your own gold sort of medal like song. Flavor there. Yeah, I tell you. Oh, that's good though. And I'm serious. I bet you that just it, it, it's a good thing for a company to have to promote good beer. No, it's great and for from no a slackers. PR standpoint, yeah. uh, especially at the scale. That, oh, I mean, the GABF is very competitive. You know, everybody enters everything. Yeah. doesn't matter what scale yeah. uh, you produce. So Actually, ev- everyone likes good news. They do. Yeah. And, and not only is it competitive, though, um, I mean, the camaraderie there is pretty awesome, too. I mean, uh, among all the companies, I think I see you guys all, you know, you're all elbowing each other in the ribs saying, yeah, we're going to kick ass this year. But it's also very supportive. Everyone wants, uh, you know. Absolutely. If uh, the industry does well, then everyone does well. Yeah. And so there's, there's definitely a, a kinship. Right. For between sure. Between us, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the company uh, just a little bit, too, because uh, I think people consider Pyramid to be a pretty large beer company now. And I'd say mostly people say that because you guys have gone public. Uh, so, But same with Sam Adams, and people say they're, they're a large company, even though they're still a craft brewer. Um, but you started pretty organically. It started with a really small company. Certainly. Uh, it didn't start in as a public company. This uh, pyramid started as Hart Brewing Company. Okay. Out of Washington State, a uh, small brewery in Kalama, which is the southern central part of the state. Okay. And they, in turn, uh, acquired a company called the Thomas Kemper Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is, God, it's, on, it's on one of the sounds out there. I and that was a beer company? They were a beer company. They had a, a brewery. Uh, they also had a pub, a restaurant, uh, and then also started the Thomas Kemper Soda Line. 
Uh, so anyway, the Heart Brewing Company did acquire them uh, early in our stages of, oh. uh, of the company. Okay. And you still now actually make Thomas Camper sodas. We do. Okay, so you kept that name. We do. All right. Uh, the company was then purchased by a group of investors in the late 80s, and they built the large uh, brewery in Seattle, Washington, right downtown. Okay. Which currently is directly across the street from the Safeco baseball field. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been literally across the street. Great spot. Yeah. Yeah, the field came to the brewery. The brewery That's was perfect. existing before it was built, so that was fantastic. See? Why does it with breweries and baseball fields? Uh, Sully had the same thing happen. Yeah. Right? Uh, 21st Amendment over here in San Francisco. You know Sully. After he Certainly. said the, he said the, uh, say hi to you. He wanted yeah. to be here today, but good to, uh, so they opened that brewery, and they're open for like a year or something. Things aren't going so great. And then all of a sudden they opened the ballpark two blocks away. Coincidence? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But it worked. But how lucky is that? So same with you. Not that you were doing poorly, but uh, what a great bonus to... Uh, the summers are so busy up there. I bet. Yeah. And uh, so we, we appreciate that. Yeah. It's worked for us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> the margins are pretty close when you're that close to the... What's that, McDowell? Sorry. So I imagine the margins are pretty good when you're that close to the tanks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What are you doing turning everyone's mic off? Man? Uh, well, because there's a lot of background noise, yeah. man. Let me do my job. You do your. You be funny, and I'll I'm work trying. the microphone. It's hard. <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah. Now here's the. Let me tell you some things I know about Pyramid, uh, because as a company, and I'm a stickler about companies. I'm going to tell you right now because I think they turn into jerks. And uh, I can't wait to turn into a jerk, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to be the first company to do that as soon as we can. Um, but first of all, uh, even though you're a public company and, and you are a pretty large company and you produce a lot of beer, do you know how many barrels as a as a whole the company is producing a year, roughly? Yeah, yeah we're up to about 250,000 barrels <sighs> annually. That's great. We're That's fantastic. Increasing, you know, to 3 or 4% every year. Doing, a lot of beer. Doing pretty well. Well, here's how small the company still is, even though it's a big company. Shat met the CEO at uh, GABF, hanging out with him. Nice guy. You know? He was offering Shat beers. And like, here, have a beer. I don't oh, he's know. a great guy. Hanging yeah. out. Cool nice guy. So I've met uh, one of the founders at the Oregon Brew Festival, and uh, that was the first year the Brewing Network had started. Uh, I had just barely started, maybe a, a three weeks before, and I went to the Oregon Beer Festival, and I met one of the founders, and um, he was loosely working with the company at that point, but he had really been in there on the ground floor, and I think he cashed out, and, you know, he was a bit older. Um, he took me around and introduced me to a bunch of people, brought me to private parties that were going on, just a real, you know, just a nice guy, and I saw him all over the place, so uh, cool guy. Um, the company itself gives medical to everybody. So the restaurants, right? And I was a waiter. Everybody knows that. I was a waiter and a bartender at different places for a long time, which is just a shitty occupation, by the way. The hours are cool, and the money's decent, but the job's awful because a bunch of jerks like me and you uh, picking on this poor server or bartender all the time. Well, you also, you never get benefits. You never see a 401K. You never see anything, and there's a lot of career Waiters and bartenders out there, they have to fend for themselves. Pyramid uh, started a program, and they started it a while ago, too. So this isn't some, um, uh, I don't consider it some kind of PR move either, because they were doing it before it was popular. Uh, everybody gets medical. So even their part-time employees, um, their Pyramid is contributing to their medical benefits. And to me, that's the best thing I can say about 
about any company. That is a cool thing where they're taking care of, of, a, of a portion of the working population that never gets taken care of. So when I heard about that, that was just one of the most awesome things I ever saw about a company uh, to do. So I say kudos um, on that. And then the other thing that I mentioned, which is probably even better than the medical, was the really cheap beer. Uh, if you work with a company... Um, I think if you're at the bar, you get like uh, $2 pints or something like that. It's $1 pints, Simon. Is that what it is? That's what it is. You get $1 pints. It's like 100 pennies, though, if you think about it. Yeah, I guess you're right there. Yeah, that's not very cool. What a bunch of jerks. (laughs) (laughs) It's dollar pints, and then uh, is it half-off kegs, or it's even more than half-off kegs? I can't remember. I remember paying, uh, when Sam's there, next to nothing for a keg of beer. I hear now they pay you. (laughs) Here, we want you to enjoy this. Yeah. You know, well, it's reduced. Yeah, the prices are reduced for um, for employees from the wholesale price. Yeah, so it's cheaper than what the distributors get, and yeah. that's pretty cool. And it's it's all part of you know taking the beer out, being representative of the company, and, yeah. and saying, hey, this is the beer we make. We're proud of it, and right, growing the family. That's true. And you got to do that. And, uh, you know, and it's kind of stuff like that actually creeps me out. Sometimes you start working for a company and they start talking about, the, you know, uh, we're all a team here. The brand. Right. It gets creepy. That's what we're doing at work now. But, the brand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you have to do it and you certainly have to do it. You've all been to a brew pub. And I'll say right now, I've been to a pyramid before where this has happened. Um, you know, where they don't, you know, you'll, you'll get a new employee. Or occasionally you get an employee that doesn't care. It happens everywhere. Sure. And you don't, they don't know a lot about the beer. You want to know about what you're about to drink and they can't answer the question. I also know from Sam's, uh, training seminars and different things that he brought home, the uh, pyramid's huge on educating the staff about, uh, where the company came from, uh, what the beers are all about and everything else. Not to say that everybody uh, pays attention to that and soaks it all up. That's just the nature of having employees. Employees are idiots. I'm just yeah. going to say right now off the bat. Like Take Shet, for example. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they still work re- really hard that uh, as a brew pub in general, you go in and there's some education. Sam, did you were you able to talk about the beers? Uh, did you learn shit from when you were working? You did? It, what if we quizzed you now? It, let's let's put Shad at a microphone here. It's been a while, so we'll give him that right now. Uh, have a seat here, uh, Sam, who used to work at the Walnut Creek. Oh, oh. So so if any Walnut plus. Creek uh, management are listening, and Sam doesn't do well right now, you might want to shoot. I'm shooting for an F plus. How long since you've worked there, Sam? Uh, it's been it's been a year. Okay. Yeah. Simon, you may have to help me out. I'm trying to remember some of the points of oh, service. I mean, oh, jeez. Um, oh, I remember those. You that's remember? What I, that's what, what I failed. <laughs> what's in the barbecue chicken sandwich? <laughs> there isn't one. There isn't. Yes. Thank you. There, <laughs> yeah, there is. I know the menu really well. <laughs> that's bacon. Trick question. Well, well, how strong is the snow cap? Seven uh, and a half. No. Get what? out of here. What is it? You came close. Seven oh. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I was hey. thinking it wasn't was, even close uh, to was, seven. I started to say seven, and then I said the and a half. Not bad. I thought it was lower than that. Snow I think we should, seven, huh? we should give it to him. Yeah, okay. I think I should yeah. get that one. All right, you get that one. All right. All right. Um, what are the BUs on the IPA? What's that? Oh, what are IBU. the IBUs on the IPA? 90? Oh, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, what happens in the mash tun? 
There's some mashed potatoes. <laughs> the stork comes. <laughs> because uh, that's another thing. Uh, they also no, have to learn about, about the that. brewing process at Pyramid, which is pretty cool. It's not just about the product. It's about where it comes from, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, bartenders and servers all take tours. I mean, I, I've given them, and, and the more education that people get, the better. Yeah. Uh, wh- why is wheat beer different than regular, you know, what you see in the stores? Sam, why is wheat beer different? Unfiltered. That's one. Yes. Not bad. Well, it's certainly in Pyramid's case, yes. That's like a C minus uh, answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's right. That's a passing answer. It's better than F plus. I'll shoot for F plus. Uh, anything else you want to uh, add? Tell us something we don't know about Pyramid. Uh, yeah, anything about the history, something like that we haven't mentioned? They went on the Stark Market in like 1996. The Stark Market? Stark Market. Is that right? <laughs> Stock market went public in '96. Yeah, oh, whatever. 96? Whatever. whatever. <laughs> hey, I'll give it to him. Yes. Yeah, I'll give it to him. Not bad. All right. I'll Not like bad. It. Nice work. Good work, Thank Sam. You. Thank you. Uh, by the way, Sam got fired from the Walmart. <laughs> hey. He didn't. Uh, well, he didn't, as you can see, I don't know much about the company. Yeah, he didn't quit. Pyramid. <laughs> he think? was. He was fired. There was a stark market at the time. <laughs> there was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Pyramid tried stork. to get into said, it. They're I an innovative stork. company. I said stork. <laughs> yeah. Although, I'll, in Sam's defense, they didn't want to fire him. They all liked him a lot. But they had to. But they yeah. had to. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. Right. Well, yeah. They had to. That, that's why Bevo said yes when he proposed. <laughs> she, she didn't, didn't want, want to, to, but she liked him, and she kind of had, had to. to. Yeah. 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 It's true. Mainly for that seven minutes. Anything else you can remember uh, from your uh, quizzes that you want to put out there, Tim? Uh, Barbecue chicken sandwich. <laughs> See, it's a good one. Yeah. All right, we're done with you, Sam. Thank hey, you Sam, that's well. a sixty-six percent, Sam. Sixty-six. That's yeah. a D. That's you. <laughs> plus that. D plus. No, I think I'll you passed. It. I think you did pass. Yeah, if we grade on a curve, you might you might do well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah, set okay, that yeah. curve, so. Yeah. Oh, who's up next for the test? Because uh, <laughs> I'll beat him. <laughs> Sam's ready. Now he wants to compete. I'm ready now. <laughs> You've created an animal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, so a little more about the Imperial Hefeweizen, because I want to know uh, just about the different procedures that you guys have to do. Are you using the same yeast as you use for your, for your regular half, that secret yeast? Yeah, in fact, we are. You are, okay. Uh, we didn't, we didn't in- introduce another uh, strain into our program. Okay. Uh, I think that's probably the main reason we're not calling it a, a, a Weissbach. Uh, I don't think it has the phenolic um, esters or, or that, that sort of... Uh, that sort of contribution that uh, some yeast strains have. Yeah. Like you guys traditional don't Weisbach. use... Yeah, you don't use a German yeast. Is that right? It's a neutral yeast, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're not getting a lot of those really kind of clovey, bubblegum, different sort Band-Aids, of things. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, so Band-Aids I think... Band-Aids bad. Right. <laughs> That's real bad. But for that reason, I think we just kind of decided to call it the Imperial Hefeweizen. and we wanted to be the first people to do it and, and yeah. kind of own the name. How about fermentation temperatures? Can you talk to us about that? Because it's pretty clean. Yeah. Um, oh, they're pretty low. Yeah? Yeah. Um, 55 Fahrenheit. 55? Yep. That's real low, even, yep. isn't it? Yep. And and it's an, it is an ale yeast that you're, that you're using. It's a proprietary yeast. <laughs> it is only your... This isn't something you guys are getting from White Labs or something. It's a proprietary yeast that you guys have. Yes, it is. Yeah. 55. Pretty low. Same with the regular half of Eitzen? It is, in fact, yeah. Pretty pretty healthy. We treat it pretty well. Yeah. Yep. i got to go back to the Dunahauer archive now, too, because I'm trying to remember. 
I think maybe I wasn't so surprised then because I didn't know the difference. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That's, 55, fantastic. That's great. He probably said the same thing and I didn't even notice. Yeah. Yeah, that's real low. Yeah, that's super low. I think in both cases, um, those beers don't necessarily fit the styles traditionally. If you, if what you might call a regular half, a German half of ice right, or something. Right, right. But you guys don't bill it as a German half either. Correct. I gotta give you props for that because if you did, I'd have to talk to you about it. Yeah, <laughs> Well, you can't call we, it a German half if it's not, right? And you, but you guys, uh, you just call it a half of Eitzen and, yep. uh, yeah. And the other thing is, actually, you really promote that they're all more so American wheat beers, too, right. which I like. I mean, I like that you've branded it Weizen's. I think that's a cool thing. I like buying an Amber Weizen and an October Weizen. I think that's a good thing that you guys have going. So you're using the Weizen deal and not necessarily the that it's a German style. Definitely. it's a, We're creating a tradition, if you will, you know, rather than being, you know, true to form or, or trying to be... Yeah. European, trying to create European beers. We're, we're not really doing that. Yeah. We're following the model. Right. Mm-hmm. We're putting a signature on it. I think you should take over the company someday, Simon. I'll do that. I think you're a nice guy. <laughs> Screw it. Take it over. I'll do that. <laughs> I mean, that's your goal, right? And I'm taking you with me. <laughs> yes. Right. Straight to the top. <laughs> we're going together. Yeah. You can't take Chad because McDowell's not going there. Yeah. Chad, they're, they're a package deal. <laughs> can't have one without the other. You'd be the Chief Weizen, right? The CEO, that's his card. The Chief Weizen guy. Is that what it says on his yeah. on his card? Chief Weizen guy. The guy. Yeah. And it says guy on there, too? It's the guy. Let me see that. Does it really? I, I don't have it on me, but yeah. But it says Chief Weizen guy? Well, it's, Weizen it's, guy. Wise, like it's Weizen guy. A white, like a wise guy. Wise I got you. Guy. I like that, actually. That's much more clever than the way Shat said it. I dig that. We should have stupid cards like that that have give us funny names. Yeah. You know? yeah. We're so serious around here. I'm oh the, yeah, I'm the producer. <laughs> you know, he should be like chief douchebag or yeah. something. You I, call him Shat. Oh, well, there's that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. just the, that's the, just the German yeah. pronunciation of Chad. Yes, it's so true. it's really not all that you know. And his title's very serious. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're trying the snow cap now too. We are. Uh, I haven't had it. To, oh hey, well, Chad, can I have you. a friggin' beer? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of beer was that? I haven't had yet this year. Do you find that your snow cap is different every year? Do you guys try to make the same beer every time you put this out? You know, for a number of years, we uh, kept the same base recipe and used a different finishing hop for... Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. It's for uh, every season, we would change the finishing hop. Yeah. Uh, although, for the last couple of years, we have maintained uh, using the East Kent Goldings as our finishing hop. Okay. Can you tell us about the other hops, too? Certainly. Yeah. Uh, we bitter with nugget. Use uh, American Fuggle. Okay. Uh, in the in the kettle, and then finish with uh, East Kent Goldings. Interesting. So it's pretty. You know, it's American Fuggle. It's very English style. Yeah, I think it's a good uh, strong ale. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't call it like your uh, sort of traditional winter ale. Well, it's definitely. Available in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. But we don't, it's not a warmer. You know, it's not a, it's not a winter warmer. Yeah. Uh, we don't no. spice it. But you can uh, have a strong ale as your as your winter beer, though, right? Sure. I mean, there's fact, nothing. We do. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, we go. Year after year. But it's not it's not something that we spice. We don't add, um, you know, cinnamon or, or allspice or anything to it. Yeah. This would be kind of good spiced, I think. But now you guys keep it the same every year. Yeah. But it still tastes different to me. I'm telling you, I think it's yeah. a different beer every year. Yeah, not wildly different. You still know it's a snowcap. Well, it's fresh. It's new. We like it. Yeah. I think uh, this beer has become pretty popular, and uh, for that reason, I think there's a lot of anticipation for it every year. Yeah. 
and uh, we we appreciate that and we like that, and so I think our sales kind of grow. Yeah, often. Of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's the three the three kind of juggernauts in the in the winter beers that that I kind of know. You know, it's it's celebration. Anchor Christmas sure, yeah. and Snowcap. And Snowcap. Yeah. I mean, you know, that those are the three big three that you see out all the time, and people bring to parties all the time. Plus, you guys, uh, you have a picture of the Luxor on all of your bottles, which I think is kind of cool. <laughs> you know. It doesn't actually snow in uh, Vegas. I don't know if you know it that. It doesn't, but uh, <laughs> not yet. Actually, they can do anything in Vegas, <laughs> yeah. Simon. I don't know happen. when the last time you were there, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it started snowing tomorrow. Now that you just <laughs> challenged them. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope you're right. So many, yeah. so many weird things happen in Vegas. I think Chad wouldn't follow McDowell around in Vegas. Yeah, plus, we kept we kept the moose. We got the moose right in the middle of the. You do have the moose. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's very nice, but, actually. But we've been brewing that since uh, 1990. Is that right? So you guys have been doing this for a while. Yep. Um, I would say that a beer like this might not have even been so popular back in 1990. Kind of a big beer, not so uh, Americanized yet. You know, uh, is this a filtered beer? Yes, it is. It is. No wheat involved. And there is no wheat. How many beers do you do that don't have wheat? Is this it? The curveball is a, a ah your Kolsch style. Yeah, Kolsch in the in the summer. Yeah, uh, we make an IPA, which Good. also does not have wheat beer in it. Uh huh. Wheat malt in it, and uh, the snowcap. And the snowcap. Okay. And are all three of those uh, filtered also? Yes, they are. And is the only other one that's filtered the Crystal Weizen? And then the rest of the line is. Uh, I think we're both racking that our brains right. right now by no, the look no, on your face. It sounds right. It I'm sounds trying, right. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I left anything out. I'm thinking of the whole lineup. Um, Chad, did you leave anything out? I think everything else is a unfiltered Weizen type of beer, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, the Kolsch is a. Um, I try. I think right now my t- my top three, and yeah. uh, are, um, the Snowcap, right? The Kolsch. Mm-hmm. I agree. I like the Kolsch a lot, actually. Kolsch is really, really good. And I really like the Kolsch, which is called Curveball. I really like the tap handle. Got the baseball on top of it. Well, that's our connection to the uh, Safeco Park in Seattle. Oh, right. Yeah. See, and I think, too, that just sells beer. It does. You know, if I'm in the heart of baseball season, I'm all into it, right, Shat? You know what I'm talking about. You go in, you see a baseball on top of the handle, I'm buying that beer right there. So here's what the restaurant does on game day. They will not allow cars to park in their lot outdoors, right? They put up tents, and they call it left out field. Oh, nice. Right? <laughs> Very and nice. They sell, they sell beers for 4 bucks a pint or something like that. Really? Which is, which is a lot cheaper than you're going to get beers inside the park. Yeah, it's oh, like yeah. $4 cheaper, uh, isn't it? Yeah. And, and it's stumbling distance. It's across the street from the park. Right. So from three hours before game time, during the game, and after the game, they're just, just packed. really Doing well, pouring a lot of beer and uh, pouring a lot of curveball. See, that's where being a bartender is a good gig. If you got a place like that, that's a good gig, right? Because yeah. it sounds fun. It's a good atmosphere. Everybody's partying for the game, and you know they're making a bunch of tips too. That's a good. Uh, that's a fun time. Good gig. The whole parking lot uh, turned into left outfield. Lot, yeah, yep. Oktoberfest tent ish. Yep. Every summer. Yeah, I like that. Um, everyone's going to ask me for a recipe. Out of you guys. I don't know if you're allowed to give a full-on recipe. Um, Maybe even like a homebrew recipe. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. They always want a recipe from you guys who are pros and brewing good beer. I'd want the snowcap recipe. I actually would love to do a snowcap clone. Have you ever seen a snowcap clone out there? No. Because there's clones of everything, but I don't think I've ever seen one either. I have a feeling the listeners, though, they're going to want to hear about the Imperial Half. They're going to want that one. Are you allowed to give me a recipe? 
I can generalize, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You don't have to. I mean, even if you just gave the percentages, then everyone else can do the rest of the work. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. Well, why don't we put it to a vote in the chat then? Would you be able to give either the Imperial or the Snowcap? Would that be okay? Sure. Okay. Let's let them vote in the chat room then. Uh, if you're not in there, hit the chat now button. And uh, Bevo, just in a general sort of way, they're either going to type Snowcap or Imperial Hef. So type what you want the recipe for, and Bevo will, will tabulate in a general sort of way, and we'll figure out what you guys want more. And Generally. We'll, we'll give you a recipe. Because I think they're both really good beers. Yeah. Um, the Imperial Hef, which I'd actually like a little more of, too, uh, after we finish the Snowcap. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, and the Snowcap's always a, a big favorite. Mm-hmm. I still can't, I still find it hard to believe it's 7%, though. Keep you know? picking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the show. Yeah. I can't. I think Simon's lying. Yeah. i got to go to the store. I'm sick of Simon lying about things. Uh, so why don't we take a real quick break, and that way the chat room can vote. Uh, 888-401-BEER. I've got a few of your questions in front of me. Uh, they've been piling up. We'll do a little rapid fire with Simon uh, after the break and ask all the questions that you guys want to know about these things. And keep hanging in there because uh, we've got another few minutes with Simon. Then we've got to let the poor man go and, uh, you know, live his life like a normal person on a Sunday evening. So hang in there, everybody. Uh, you're listening to the session. We've got Simon Pesh from Pyramid, of course. Go to PyramidBrew.com or link right off our homepage, BrewNetwork.com. When we come back, more from Simon. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. If you like the prices you get from the major homebrew shops but live on the wrong coast, or if your local homebrew shop doesn't carry what you need, or if you just want to shop where you are appreciated as a customer and treated like a friend, head on over to the Do-It-Yourself Brewing Company at DIYBrewing.com, the new local brew shop for you and your beers. They have an extensive selection and are bringing new products in on a daily basis. In fact, if you need something they don't have, just let them know, and they'll get it for you as soon as humanly possible. Check out all their products, recipes, kits, winemaking supplies, and specials at DIYBrewing.com. With everything from ferminators, wort chillers, to carboys, DIY Brewing either has what you need or can get it fast. At DIY, they're homebrewers helping homebrewers get what you need. Visit them in Rollinsworth, New Hampshire. Call 603-205-4168 and stop by DIYBrewing.com and get brewing. Do it yourself with a little help from DIY Brewing. What gets you drunker quicker? What comes in bottles or in cans? Beer. Can't get enough of it. Beer. How we really love it. Beer. Makes me think I'm a man. Beer. I could kiss and hug it, beer. but I'd rather chug it. Beer. Not my belly out to here. I could not refuse it. I could really use a beer. Beer, beer. Beer, 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 beer. I can't remember how much I have had. I drank a 12 back with my dad. <laughs> That's my son, the drunken, madly stud. I'm proud to be his bud. Here, have some pretzels. No, I'll call it quits. Those things give me the schlitz. <laughs> Drink with your family. Drink it with your friends. Drink till you're fat. Stomach distends. Beer is liquid bread. It's good for you. We like to drink till we spew. We get fat, I'll drink to that, as we sing once more. 
What is the malted liquor? What gets you drunk or quicker? What comes in bottles or in cans? Beer! Can't get enough of it. Beer! And we really love it. Beer! Makes me think I'm a man. Beer! I can kiss and hug it. Beer! Put a brother chug it. Tap my belly out to here. Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Freccia and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from John. Park. Do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila, tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regimen of regular doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not. Is a major factor in dancing like a retard. May cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them. Also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people. And it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy, and it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Keeping the ass out of Brewcast. We're back, everybody. few more things to get through here with Simon. And uh, lots of listener questions in front of me. So uh, hang in there, everybody. I will get your questions answered. Simon is ready to do it. I got a couple questions for you that I brought up uh, earlier in the show that I wanted to ask Simon. And something um, you know that I thought of at the break that we've talked about a lot on here, I want to talk about just brewing with as much wheat as you guys do in general. 
home brewers have a tough time with brewing with a lot of wheat. Uh, we get stuck sparges and things like that going on. So, um, what are you guys doing to keep that from happening on a large scale? I mean, you guys are brewing with a ton of wheat. Are are you using? We would use rice hulls. We've talked about things like that. What are you guys doing to keep that stuff from happening? Well, uh, nothing special, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, I think that we have equipment that is kind of built to handle it and uh, have tailored how we use it in order to, you know, louder well and get the, extra- work. get the extraction that we want. But we're not using enzymes. We're not using rice hulls. You're not? Nope. Did you say 40% wheat is the... 60-40, 60 wheat. 60? Yeah, 60 wheat. What's our rule, McDowell? There's a homebrew rule, isn't it, where like if you're using more than 30, you're going to have trouble with a sparge? Is that what I remember it saying? Well, it depends on a lot of things like your mash thickness and stuff like that. But it does. Generally, I tell people, uh, my advice, that if you're using more than 50% wheat, more than 50. rice hulls okay. in the herds. Yeah. But I, I imagine, Simon, you have like uh, rakes in your mash. that. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think that's something that we uh, have so you got discussed. that whole... Yeah. Um, reticulating absolutely. rake system. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I you read the di- di- yeah. I read the dictionary this hey. week. Hey, thank you, JP. Reticulating. Appreciate that. What does that mean? <laughs> no idea. Like a term. <laughs> Don't ask me that. But the system is built obviously to support you know thick or thin mash, and and, and I think the way that you treat your uh, mash temperatures and, and and if you do a protein rest, that's a big that makes a big difference as well. Okay. With regard to the viscosity of the mash, talk to me about that. Are you doing a protein rest? You're saying that that's standard. something. Okay, you guys do do it. That's a standard thing. Standards that we do uh, in wheat beers as well as beers that are not wheat beers. And how is that changing things in terms of uh, uh, sparging? Uh, For loudering purposes, I think that uh, it's beneficial. I think that we've broken down proteins so that we don't create a lot of gum. Mm -hmm. And uh, we we are fortunate. We do have a real nice system with rakes that uh, we can control at what speed we louder and how high they are and that sort of thing. Okay. It's a nice system for that. Yeah. What temp do you rest at? Protein? Yeah. 122. Mm. What about your just, just your mash temp? And is and is that different for wheat than it is for your non wheat beers? Our protein rest is standard for all of our beers. Okay. Yeah. But your regu- your your regular mash temp, I mean, so Sac- your your strike your sacrification sac- yeah, your sacrification. Yeah. Yeah. We mash in yeah. to achieve our protein uh, oh, uh right. rest. So that's one twenty, one twenty two. Okay, and then hold yeah. it, ramp up, sacrification, ramp up, louder. Okay. And is sacrification the same whether you're using wheat or not? No, it varies. It, it definitely varies on the recipe. Uh, what is our ABV? Uh, what is the desired finished gravity? Okay. Very, um, very intuitive, but um, okay. our sacrification uh, temperatures varied depending on the desired AE of each recipe that we make. What's the AE? I'm sorry. Apparent extract, finished OG. Uh, ah, yeah. Finished gravity. You know what's weird? I think that it was John Dunahauer's the last person that oh. used a parent extract in here, oh. and I didn't know. But that's the, okay. I Good job you. of research, Jay. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I said the same thing to him. <laughs> John, what the? I don't know what that is. Okay, now, I, now I'm with you. Yeah, I'm buying what you're selling. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I follow that. Okay. All right. Now, how about ingredients? Uh, everyone's having trouble right now. You guys are a big company, and everybody assumes, well, the big guys don't have to worry about it. And I'm curious uh, what you think about that. Um, 
Are you having a tough time getting hops and grain? Yeah, there are two different uh, issues right now. I mean, for we need hops to make beer. We need uh, grain to make beer. Yeah. Um, growers of each have now found themselves... They're two different markets, right? Sure. But um, on the malt side, the malt available out of North America mm-hmm. has become a commodity internationally. Mm-hmm. We have had droughts in Europe. We've had droughts in Australia. And so uh, these markets, which are huge beer markets, yeah. are buying from North America. Yeah. So there's a finite amount of grain available from North America, whatever, right. North, North U.S. or Southern Canada, the Plains regions. That barley is being sold at top dollar. Yeah. And some, I've, I have heard from some suppliers that guys fly over from Europe and, and are offering cash. I will pay you this much right now for this much grain. I oh. knew that the Germans were going to buy up everything eventually. It's domination. Yeah, Germany's yeah. not the only country in Europe. I said Yes, Europe. they are. They're the only dominant country in Europe. Well, the thing I was actually uh, particularly interested in this question with you is because you guys are using so much wheat. And I've asked uh, other brewers this question who are using predominantly barley. Mm-hmm. So are you finding the same difficulty getting wheat, or is it, does that not apply? Is the wheat, is that going fine? Or is it just as difficult? They're not separate. They're the, not? The markets are not separate. I see. Um, we're seeing a huge increase in pricing for 2008 and beyond in wheat malt okay. as well as two row. I see. Sometimes it really doesn't matter. Grown in North America. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that there are buyers out there who will supplement if they have to. And so for that reason, the two row price might be so high and then yeah. eventually the wheat malt becomes just catches right expensive. Yeah. Okay. And then um, how about hops? Same kind of deal? Hops, uh, a little bit different, but from a uh, manufacturer standpoint... A brewing standpoint, they're going to be expensive uh, for 2008. There are only so many growers in the United States, about six of them. Yeah. In the United States, there are a lot of brokers, but there are only so many uh, hop uh, vineyards or hop fields. Yeah. And so what's happening is that a lot of the growers want to sign contracts three or four years out uh, and want to sell... They want to. They want to grow what's going to sell. Yeah. They don't want to be stuck with uh, something that's not going to sell. And maybe this is an overcorrection, but nevertheless, they are asking to book. You know, three or four years out. Sure. So this year, the crops are out, and uh, there are fewer and fewer hops being planted. High alphas are high alpha hops are in high demand. Yeah. And uh, hops like Cascade are going to be in high demand. Right. Uh, the growers, although I'm not one, I've been told that the growers want to sell high alpha hops because for them, for hop oil reasons or, or for whatever else, that's going to be more in demand. Yeah. So they're changing the market. The hop growers are changing the market okay. uh, based on demand, but also I think they're able to, at this point, dictate that they have a commodity and they want to make more of a profit than they have in the past. Interesting. I'll tell you what. Simon, not mm-hmm. to put you out on a ledge here, mm-hmm. but a lot of people come in here defending the industry, and, and, and certainly there are shortages. You've talked about that, but uh, not a lot of people talking about how you know they're seeing, they're really recognizing a commodity here, and let's go ahead and increase profits now. I said a couple weeks ago that the, or maybe it was even last week, I don't remember. I said the prices will never go down again. 
I think that uh, the shortage is uh, is the reason. But as soon as like the the supply meets the demand again, prices aren't going down again, and it's not going to happen. It's the same with gasoline, right? Like we'll get up to three bucks uh, when price goes down. Like we're all stoked when we start paying two sixty, right? Same thing's going to happen with hops. It will drop moderately, but from here on out, this is it for the beer world. This is your life. Like I, I honestly believe that it will never go back down to what it was before this shortage uh, caused this price increase. That's very probable. You know, and I think it's part of what you're saying right now. Like uh, they're going, hey, finally. Finally, we have a real commodity here. Because it used to be hop growers were just this weird sort of stepchild in the farm industry, right? They were they were hoping to sell everything they grew. Right. And as trends change, you know, uh, one brewery uses a lot of one kind of hop. So yeah. other breweries tag on. They start to realize that, oh, okay, well, Summit came kind of from that, uh, yeah. Yeah. that, that mindset, that train of thought where, well, if you want high alpha, let's create one. Yeah. If that's, if that's all you want, then we'll do that. and. I think to a degree, uh, the market kind of created the conditions. Yeah. But again, we do have a finite resource and a couple of growers who are now saying, okay, at this point, we right. want to set the market and we want to, you to book three years out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to eat my words when Ralph is on in a couple of weeks and uh, find out what he has to say about the whole thing uh, from Hop Union. But uh, I'm telling you, I think that's what's going on. I say forget about stem cell research. Let's just genetically engineer all the hops that we uh, that we can get, so we can keep the beer going. Can you I, grow hops in your closet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hydroponics. Uh, uh, have you seen my closet, uh, yeah. Simon? There's a lot of things growing in there, but hops ain't one of them. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Simon knows about that giant light emitting from my uh, <laughs> underneath my closet door. I got Sully on the line. I think uh, wants to hang out with us a little bit and maybe talk to his uh, friend Simon. Sully, what's happening, brother? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going real good. How are you? I'm doing well. I like the fact that Justin is now like uh, speculating in, uh, in <laughs> yeah. uh, commodities. It's like all of a sudden, you know, everybody's in a chat room on the edge of their feet, like you know, writing things down and waiting yeah. for the market to reopen on Tuesday. What does Justin say about it? I know it. Who gives a shit? It's so awful when I start doing things like that. But actually, but just to review word. what you're saying and to yeah. put the market into another tailspin. All right. Uh, it, it hops have gone up and down over the years. So. But they're not going down again, Sully. You mark my word. <laughs> I'm but they have gone up and they've gone back down. Not like gasoline. Yeah. What was that laugh? <laughs> All right, Justin. I'll tell you what. We'll have a dollar bet on that. All right, I'm in. I'm into that. Somebody okay. donate a dollar so I can bet Sully. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Simon, it's good to hear you on the show. Right on. Uh, but I, my real question for you is: uh, I've run into you a couple times at Bay Meadows at the tra- racetrack, Uh-oh. and I'm wondering uh, who you want in tomorrow's uh, seventh at uh, at Bay Meadows. Speaking of betting. <laughs> It's got to be the, the seventh horse, seventh yes. horse in the third race. <laughs> seventh horse in the third. Bet race. everything you have. Are you a betting man? Is that, is that what's going on here? Or I you like just, the ponies. Yeah, yeah. I, that's funny that you guys are bringing this up because I just drove by. I haven't driven that way in a long time. I just drove by the other day and realized they've got live racing there Wednesday through Sunday. I think it that's is. Correct. I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking the book proceeds down to the ponies <laughs> and see if I can double up on this shit. <laughs> what do you think, Sully? You in? So you got. So now you're into, into speculating on hops and now horses and the ponies. I figure, why not? Uh, when is the first race post? Eight oh five. Let's do it. We can do that and then go to the show Wednesday Saturday. morning. And you can roll Saturday. right up the street to Pyramid because it's only a few blocks away. Yes, <laughs> it's right. Got to do it. We got to do it Saturday. <laughs> That's funny. Really, you're a ponies guy, huh, Simon? Well, it's local. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they support local business. Yeah. Get, That's what Paramount's you know, about. I, I didn't out you on that. I just thought I'd mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. Because Justin with his uh, hop thing was just putting me to sleep. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a... You think it could be the old age, Sully? We've got a casino uh, literally four blocks away. It's the California Grand. Uh, if you're in the Bay Area, you've seen the stupid commercials they have. This is disgusting. It is. Well, I've never been to it, and there's a reason I've never been to it. I'm a gambling man, and if I go into that place and enjoy myself, that's it. Uh, I bet you'll be fine. <laughs> Thanks, JP. But if you do win, it's hookers and blow all night long. And then it, ex- yeah, hookers and blow and Pacheco, which is a is a bad scene, Sully. So it's like eighty year old skanks and uh, baking soda. Yeah, pretty much. I've and I've seen that before. I've paid for that before, yeah. as a matter of fact. And, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I invited Sully to the show tonight. He said, oh, I've got plans. Yeah, I did have plans tonight. I'm sorry. I can't really go into it, but she's sitting right across the table. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah. I don't know why anybody makes plans on Sundays. You know I could give anybody a call at a moment's notice, and I know there's nothing you'd rather be doing. I like the fact that when you do ask me sometimes to be on the show, usually it's like weeks in advance or it's like two hours before showtime. Yeah, it's right before. Well, I just realized that uh, Doc wasn't going to make it. Hey, you guys want to hear Doc's drunken message? I yeah. never got to play it. Yeah. yeah. i got to let Simon go soon, too, so i, I got to wrap this up. But Hi, here, Sully. Uh, here's Doc's drunken message. He's was out drinking with his brother yesterday, and this is what I got. <laughs> Justin Bobistu, you did me the con. Roofing me. Juice. That's it. That was it? That's the whole thing. That was it. That's his whole message. That was retarded. It wasn't English. But I don't think it was German either. It was like German slash Zimbabwe. Yeah. Yeah. We'll play it. It was dental German. It was dental. He might as well have been speaking click. It was mouthful of cotton German. I'll play it again for you later. All right, Sully. Hey, thanks, brother. All right. Good talking to you, Simon. Take care. We got to hook up soon. There you go. Absolutely. All right, brother. Justin Bobistu. Bye, Sully. Roofing me. Doc wins drunk of the week. Yeah, he was really drunk last night. All right, Simon, let me throw these questions at you so we can let you go mm-hmm. and uh, be a normal human. Um, do you still homebrew, the listeners want to know? Not really. No? Not really. Too busy, huh? Well, you know, for me... It's more of a uh, question of being one-dimensional or not. You know, I'd spend a lot of time at work, make a lot of beer, but yeah. uh, we do get to experiment. But I don't, uh, don't really do it at home too often. Yeah, you don't want to go. See, I can see that. You don't want to go home and keep do it up. more beer stuff. You've just been doing it all day. How hands-on are you? This is my question, not a listener question. I mean, when you're at the, you're running the show, and I know you got a lot of behind-the-scenes administrative stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Are you getting out there and uh, pushing buttons and turning valves? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a small brew crew. We don't have a lot of guys on staff. And okay. It's a lot of work. And when I when there's a need for me to pitch in, I'll, I'll do it. I mean, that's where I came from. That's what I I know how to do. Yeah. And uh, I don't ask people to do something that you know I don't do myself. Yeah. So. Okay. I'm 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 in, I'm in it. Uh, another question. We were talking about the turbidity of your beer earlier, which, by the way, was another word I used correctly, JP, that you didn't. Uh, well, no, I figured everyone has to know turbidity. Oh. What are you, a jerk? There's a lot of syllables, though. I thought that was a good one. Turbidity. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, do you use additives to keep uh, turbidity in your beer? We do not. We no. do not, no. Just that fancy yeast you got? Fancy yeast, um, wheat malt, two-row hops. Yeah, okay. Pretty standard. All right. Um, one of our European uh, listeners, Thor, 
as his name. Uh, do you have plans to start exporting to Europe? Not yet, not really. No. Uh, we uh, are still trying to conquer the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of representation on the West Coast, and uh, we're making an effort to sell more beer moving from the West to the East. Okay. Uh, kind of preaching the mantra that unfiltered beer is good. Uh, wheat beer is yeah. different and also good. Yeah. And uh, that's really where we're trying to focus our attention at the moment. Which, uh, by the way, is another question uh, that came through, just where does Pyramid distribute? And I know for a fact that's a lot of places, so we can't really list all that. You can go to PyramidBrew.com, but in general, you know, the what uh, is your main region sort of the west and the Pacific Northwest, or do you get into the middle of the country pretty well, too? Well, I know that um, primarily our representation is on the west coast, but we sell beer in, you know... Mo- 30 other states, and uh, maybe not a lot of it, but our repre- our representation is increasing. We're selling more in Arizona, okay. Texas, Nevada these days, but uh, I know that, you know, I get calls from Virginia, Tennessee, and uh, Ohio. Really? Yeah, so we're getting out there. Okay. Well, check out PyramidBrew.com. You can kind of search around in there and find out uh, if you have beer. Tell your local... Restaurant that you want pyramid beer, and we can get it to you. There you go. Oh, that's a good way to do it. Um, okay, I think that's most of what I had for you. Uh, what was our winner in? Oh, I got more here, don't I? What was our winner in um, the recipe uh, decision? Yeah, beautiful snowcap. All right, you know that Should off I the just, top of your head. I think I do. Look at this guy; he just rattle it off. Chattel, love that. Chad will write it down for you, though. Should I just spill or the beans or what? Yeah, spill the beans, and uh, and then the listeners can go ahead and write it down and uh, and sort of convert it themselves. So whatever you got, they'll be able to deal with it. It's a seventeen three starting OG. Seventeen three. Finish gravity four Plato. Okay, that's a big OG, isn't it? Seven percent, baby. Yeah, yep. I like that. All right. Okay. And you got called baby. I like that, good. too. Yeah. Simon's feeling no good. Charge, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. no, no charge, No charge for that, baby. <laughs> yeah. Good, because I didn't get my dollar bills yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's that. Uh, the malt bill consists pretty much of two-row uh, crystal malt and some chocolate. You got to get... Can you get percentages? No. You can't? Oh, yeah. Is it illegal or you don't know them? I didn't bring my calculator. <laughs> no, I like that though. I mean, you, you plug those, you plug the uh, the parameters into Promash. You could make it crystal. Happen. Yeah, you can make it happen. Yeah, easily. Yeah. If not, you'll probably have a really good beer though anyway. Okay. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hops. Well, uh, bitter with high alpha for sure. And uh, I told you earlier that uh, we use Fuggle in yeah. the boil and finish with uh, East Kent Goldings. Mm-hmm. And what are the IBUs on this? Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Not 48, not 46. Does that change for you guys? Do you always go for 47? Because that's one of the things I tend to think is different, but maybe I'm just, you know. It's a nice round number. (laughs) Uh, We have not changed that specification in in years. Really? Right. So you're stupid then. I am stupid. Because I was going to tell you I think this year's is more more bitter than last year's. But that's probably because I'm stupid. (laughs) <laughs> or perhaps you're just more bitter than you were. Yeah, that's actually true. much more likely. That, that yeah. <laughs> I uh, hate everything. Even this beer's different. Here's a couple more questions. All right, so there's your snow cap recipe. You will have to decipher. Did I miss anything on the recipe? That's well, it. Right? Uh, well, you got to pitch it. Some sort of yeast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to pitch it. Really? Yeah. 
picky home brewers. <laughs> Jerks. Uh, all right, so what would we use since we can't use your propri- proprietary? A British ale strain. Right. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Highly flocculating. Highly flocculating okay. and ferment, you know, above above 60. Have you done a clone of this beer, McDole? No, I haven't made a snowcap. No. no. I make a, an American a brown, which uh, similar. has similar malt bill. Yeah. Okay. Now did I miss... Uh, what would you ferment that... Uh, above that 60. That British... Just above 60? 70. Fahrenheit. 70 even. Why not? Wow. What? Why right. not? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> 70. Why not? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Um, here's another question from listeners. Uh, do you guys add any different yeast other than your proprietary yeast to keep up the turbidity? Or is it just involved in the one yeast you use? No, we're fortunate. We have... Um Good profile and and good turbidity with the existing yeast, so we don't have to add back. Okay. You guys do any um, use any rye in any of your beers? You know, once upon a time, it may have been ninety five, ninety six. We did a rye ale, and that was the last time we did it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't sound like it came across too well. Yeah. Not doing it. Not doing yeah. it. No. Well, here maybe McDowell. I don't know if you could chime in on this too. What? Well, the question came through, uh, what is the rule of thumb if you're using wheat and rye in a beer? I assume that's supposed to say beer and not beard. Uh, <laughs> Bebo. I think you must have been staring at... Uh, at me. Yeah. Wondering where JP's beard has gone. I think yeah. it grew. No, I think I'm it grew. What is the rule of thumb if you're using wheat and rye in a beer? Uh, I, I don't... Know if there's a rule of thumb yeah, necessarily. Not, I don't understand that question. Because rye, yeah. rye doesn't have holes, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the difference. Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess so then you wouldn't need oh, rice holes. Another reason to use rice holes. Yeah. So you'd have to have something, wouldn't you? Well, if it depends on the percentages. I mean, if you only had like total of the two was forty percent, then you might be okay. But yeah, if it's over you get up sixty, to 50, you better okay. do something. Okay. <laughs> you better do something. <laughs> Act accordingly. Like yeah, rye. you're not going to get enough holes in the two row. Act yeah. accordingly. Based on results. Yeah. All right. I think that's all I had. How many seasonals do you guys do? I wanted to know that. Uh, next year, we will do three. We'll, we have the snow cap going into the winter, right? Okay. And then we will do the curveball, which is a Kelsch. Yeah. And then we will come out with our fall broken rake, which is a oh, yeah. real strong amber. I don't think I've had that one yet. Is that a... Have yeah, you been I've doing had that, that for that, a while? You're bringing that back, basically. We're bringing it back. Oh, it had disappeared. For a while. Right, but now it's back. It no. vanished. Yeah. Coming back as a seasonal, it was a all-year-round beer before, right? No, it was always a fall seasonal, really? yeah. Okay. But uh, we changed the recipe, and uh, it's about a 6.1% ABV beer, uh, 100% Cascade. Uh, and what style would you describe that beer as, the Broken Strong beer? amber. Hmm. It's not quite a style, but definitely Same English amber. sort of yeast, so it would be an English amber? Or? Definitely, okay. yeah, with Cascade hops. Okay. You, you talk yeah. amber, yeah, well, Mike, right. Mike wakes up. Yeah. yeah, in Seattle, I mean, yeah, get up there, it's like a, you know, locally grown hops cascade, so yeah, use it, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then what are your core beers? What do you have, five that are always available? Certainly. We brew the Hefeisen year-round. Yeah. Uh, we also brew the IPA okay. all year-round. The Apricot Ale, which uh-huh. is a fruit beer. That's uh, popular, too, round. isn't it? It's really popular. Yeah. With it's the a small ladies. <laughs> yeah. That'll get you some action, too. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Simon. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> throw you, you off. You must understand. I like action. You must understand. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. I didn't mean to uh, say yeah. you didn't like action. But the ladies I roll with like the snow cap. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys roll with? Yeah. All right. Sorry. So that was three. We left off with the apricot. Yeah. What else you got? And then uh, we we do produce a, a draft pale ale in our in our um, uh, pubs. Oh yeah. yeah. You serve that on uh, nitro. Nitro nitrogenated pale ale. Yeah. Yeah. We do that. That I like actually. That's a good beer. I like that one a lot. Yeah, it's pretty smooth. Yeah. Draft only. Yeah. Uh, the Amber Weizen, uh, we also brew uh, for the full year. Okay. What about now with this Imperial Half? Is that just going to be a, a one-time thing? What are we looking at? Well, you know, the intention was to come up with something new, uh, definitely, and cr- have this become the beginning of a line of reserves. Oh, okay, good. Uh, so... Because it's a new program, we haven't necessarily decided when we will stop making the ah. uh, Imperial Half, yeah. and we will start making the next beer. So we're kind of reading, reading the market, seeing how well it's been received. And sure, this is pretty cool. What's the next beer? Yeah, yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> what do you got? What can you give us a, a clue of what you guys are thinking of next? Yeah, we're playing with a couple of things. Definitely uh, packaging the Crystal Weizen. Okay, uh, oh, which okay. Is done well at the GABF is uh, one thing, mm-hmm. um, and we're experimenting with. Well, we've come out with a nitro stout recently, but we're thinking about a stout uh, brewed with chocolate and that sort of thing Great. to be available February. Okay. And so, when you guys decide on these styles, I know you you were talking earlier about how you guys sit down and you maybe you know figure out what's going on. Yep. But then, who does the recipe? Do you guys have a guy who's your beer guy, or do you all? Uh, we're all. Guys, you know, <laughs> when, it comes to, when it comes down to, to, to making beer, there's definitely a master brewer in the company who is uh, capable and willing to uh, put his uh, create the recipe. Uh, I, I'm involved in that, and uh, there's also a, a head brewer in our Portland facility at the Portland Brewing Company who is also willing to uh, add his input. But yeah. we, as a group, you know, you don't want too many chefs in the, in the sure. kitchen, so. I'm always, if you guys ever need a consultant, right. uh, you know. I know somebody. This, this, is, this is what I was talking about earlier, volunteering your services. Yeah, See? right. Yeah. We yeah. always need a beer taster, right? Right. right. Or a floor mopper. Yeah. Or, or both. Can you yeah. do both? Yeah. Or a really horrible both. bartender. <laughs> yeah, I could do all three at the same time, as a matter of fact. I think we have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> you might. Uh, okay. How the uh, how the kids at the uh, the Gilman Club treating you? Are they behaving over there? They're great. All right, good. We like the kids. That's yeah. right there, isn't it? That's right, right across the street. Man. Yeah, right across the street. Yeah, right They've had some uh, legal issues in the past, but uh, it's good to see they're but they're JP keeping stopped under going. But I stopped going. Sorry, actually, I was there the other night. No, they're behaving. Yeah. Good. Yeah, you guys are in an interesting location down there. It's uh, not quite industrial, although it is. And it's almost commercial and residential as well. It's this weird. It's, yeah, they just well, put, it's Berkeley. They just put a bunch of condos, I think, around like down that side street. Oh, is that right? Gilman, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right now there's a University Village. That's a, that is actually UC property, and so that's for oh. graduate students oh, uh, okay. to rent that sort of thing. But University Village, which is short for like it takes yeah. a village. Right? If you yeah. need to buy weed, yeah, it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> Berkeley needs a, a marketing. Person, yeah, University Village. Yeah. <laughs> Gilman Street's been there for a long time. Ninety four Gilman's been there a long time. Mm-hmm. So the oh, it's a con- it's, it's a eighty four. It's, it's a good place to see a punk show for those yeah. of you not from our area. By yeah. the way, hey, uh, that's where Green Day started. Yeah. All right, I'm not I'm not I'm not bashing Rancid. it. I'm just yeah. explaining what it is. An AFI and who Rancid? 
Oh no, I was gonna say it's also a great place to get your car broken into. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're if you're Sam and you look like a big jerk, <laughs> it's a good place to get your ass kicked too. Oh no, yeah. no I do the ass kicking. <laughs> Sam thinks he does the you ass kicking. Speak from experience. Yeah. All right. Well listen, Simon, I really appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, more so yeah. I, I appreciate the beer that you brought. Happy to be here, thank you. <laughs> you know. right on. Uh but come back and hang out with us anytime. You're local and uh we love just kind of sporting and hanging out with the local uh brewers. Yeah. Um I really want to come and see the place because like I said, I've only been in the brew house. So uh I'd like to you come mean the restaurant and, and uh check out the brew yeah, the the brew brew pub. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um bring your camera. We'll yeah. t- walk you through. Check it out, yeah. Yeah. Put up some pictures because I know you guys are doing a lot of beer over there, so um, that's kind of cool. And say hi to John for us too, because he yeah. was a lot of fun when he came on here. I, will, so. right on. I like that guy. You know, when he was brewing at, at Walnut Creek, the the he brewed that porter of his, mm-hmm. amazing, yeah. Yeah. phenomenal beer. It was really really good. Great brewer at the time. You know, we had the ability to do that, and yeah, yeah. he's he's also responsible for a couple of recipes that have gone like the double IPA. Oh, uh, good. Oh, really? That, uh, he came up with the porter is another good example. Oh, Great. Wow. Yeah, he's. Yeah. he's Contributing and always making good beer. Yeah, that's cool. He's nice dude. See, yeah. that's another thing just about the company, letting everybody uh, contribute and yeah. lots of uh, promotion from within, which is kind of cool. You know, yeah. Well, you're probably not used to that in other companies because you don't have good ideas. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, JP, you won't be promoted from within, oh, especially after tonight's yeah, show. I don't want you promoting me from within either. Yeah. And you're certainly not getting a raise. Yeah. I don't want you to give me anything. Actually, I'll tell you what. Just because I'm feeling nice, I'm going to double your salary right now. Two times zero. You know what? Fuck it. Triple. Oh, man. Two times zero. Yeah, when you just turned 30, I figure we ought to... uh I'll triple your salary yeah. right now. You got to punch me in the balls on the air. Is that your... <laughs> yeah, that's tripling your salary. Yeah, he'll take less abuse. Yeah. <laughs> Simon Pesh, everybody, you can find him down at the Berkeley Brew House uh, at the Pyramid location. You go to pyramidbrew.com and learn all about the company, or link there right off our homepage. Again, Simon, I really appreciate it. A lot of fun hanging out with you. Yeah. Right on. Thank you. And you guys got a little snow cap recipe out of the man too. So check that out. Yeah, brew and, it. Uh, send it in. Yeah, I'd that. like to. I'd like to work on a, a clone of that and uh, send us your beers if you guys are going to uh, try it out. Uh, are you leaving beer uh, with us too, Simon? Do we have more? Absolutely. Uh, yeah? Nice. Yeah, we got a couple of brews in there. Okay, good. I like to hear that. All right, uh, we'll come back just to say goodbye to you all. Simon, thanks, my brother. Appreciate it. Right on. Thank you. Be safe. Going home down to the Gilman District. Yeah. <laughs> Hang in there, everybody. We'll be right back. 888-41-BEER if you want to call in. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Valley Brewing Company is Stockton's premier microbrewery and family restaurant in the heart of Stockton, California, just off the Miracle Mile. Brewmaster Steve Altamari crafts a full array of award-winning ales and specialty beers from their classic English Mild London Tavern Ale to their Abbey Quadruple Decadence 12, and everything in between. And the best part is, Valley Brewing will soon be distributing their handcrafted beers so you don't have to visit California to try them. Check your local retailer in the coming months for fresh arrivals from California's Central Valley and get a taste of one of California's oldest brewing traditions. To find out more about Valley Brewing's historic past, their selection of beers, or family-friendly restaurant, visit them online at valleybrew.com or come on by and sample the beer at 157 West Adams Street in Stockton, California. Valley Brewing Company. With honesty and integrity, they offer great beer and a fun family atmosphere that you're going to love. 
done. Go grab a shower. Let's hit the pub. It's happy hour. If we get bombed, who gives a damn? I'm not as drunk as you think I am. Those chicks right there don't look too good. But three more beers, I guess I would. It's either them or my right hand. I'm not as thick as you drunk I am. So buy another round. We'll sit right here and drink them down. Get everyone another beer. You'll have to kick us out of here. Say, are you girls? Waiting on your friends. What did you say? You're lesbians. Bartender cancel those two drinks. I'm not as in as you drunk, I think. This beer is moving like a train. I think my lizard needs a drain. But first I'll have a double shot. I'm drunk, you think, as you am is not. So buy another round. We'll sit right here and drink them down. Get everyone another beer. You'll have to kick us out of here. Bathroom's nice as it can be. It's got four walls. I puked on three. Oops, here comes more. I'll use the sink. I'm not as drunk as you am, I think. I put that bouncer right in his place. I smacked his elbow with my face. He's lucky that. It's closing time. Drunk am is not as you think you am. So buy another round. We'll sit right here and drink them down. Get everyone another beer. You'll have to kick us out Pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
to the Brewcaster. The Brewcaster on the Brewing Network. And girls, we're back. I'm gonna wrap things up here pretty quick. Simon was hanging out, talking pyramid with us. We're gonna finish the man's beer. Enjoy yourselves. So what? It's a four hundred one beer. People skyping in right now. We got callers. We got chatters. Uh, we're gonna get out of here soon. So Did what's you? Doc doing? That he's not here. I don't even. I don't know. It was like super secret time. Yeah, sleeping off the other night. It maybe was that bar mitzvah you had to go to. The reason he couldn't oh, do November. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which is a stupid reason. Yeah, f that guy. At least I was honest about my reason. Why didn't Chad do it? That's what I want to know. I am the oh, only friggin' brewcaster dude who's doing it with a set. Sam says he's doing it, but Sam could grow Sam, that, that thing for six marker. months and you still wouldn't know. You can't fool me. That's magic marker. Hey. All right. Hey, people, if you're calling in on Skype, you know, be patient. Sometimes I don't want to talk to you right away, and you're going to have to sit there. And then yeah. you're hanging up, and then someone else takes your place. Thor, what's happening? Are you there? Yeah, hey. Hey, what's going on? I just want to call in as drunk as the week. <laughs> He's as drunk as the week, he even yeah, says. I, I heard <laughs> strongest of the week. There was a whole uh, forum discussion just before the show I was reading about the requirements for who would get drunk of the week. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I read that one. Did you? Well, I'll tell you right now, so far, you sound, where are you calling from? Uh, Denmark, it's Tor, sorry. Oh, it's Tor. That's why I didn't uh, <laughs> Tor from Depp, what is it, like 4 a.m. there? Yeah, well, actually, it's 4.30, and I've been drinking for three days now. <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, I got the day awesome. off tomorrow, so... Oh, that's great. Oh, I yeah. really need to get my drinks on. <laughs> and she who must be obeyed is not too pleased right now. She came in, when are you going to bed? I was like, hey, man, I'm listening to this show. I can't go to bed now. Yeah. Uh, well... When you're in, I'll be waiting. Tour, I think it's time for you to sleep now. No way. Yikes, exactly. This show is this show is still coming over the internet and I must listen to it now. Please go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude. You have, got it. Have you been drinking homebrew for three days or commercial uh, brew? Uh well actually homebrews and commercial brews. There you go. I see. That's good. I like to mix it up myself. Door! I can't believe you're talking to the Americans! <laughs> the dirty well, Americans come to bed! I like the Americans, so... <laughs> she likes the Americans? Is that what you said? No, I like them. Oh, you do? Well, I like you guys, so... <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, the rest, I don't care about those. <laughs> that's good enough. Neither do we, for yeah. that matter. It's true. If you're not in the studio, we hardly like you. Unless you donate. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, we've gotten some pretty weak uh, drunk of the weeks for for the last uh, month or so, I'd say. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you're uh, you're you're on top of the list right now, my friend. I would agree. Uh if things okay, keep up well, right now, I'll give you drunk of the month. Oh. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, I just want to <laughs> challenge Code cuz he was like a little like, "Oh yeah, I'll call in my drunk of the week and I'll just, you know, okay. be all over your guys." And I was like, <laughs> "Hell no." Grod wants to be all over the guys. 
Yeah, <laughs> typical. Cool. I think Tour should be our new uh, one of our new co-hosts. Yeah, we should just hang out. <laughs> the the Denmark. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, like an analyst or something? Yeah, you know, yeah. check in from Denmark. Denmark. How's the beer scene? I don't even know. <laughs> I haven't left my house in three days. <laughs> I haven't even blinked. I've been drunk all the time. I don't know. Yeah, I'm so Great, drunk I, I don't blink. Uh, all right, brother. Well, you're at the top of the list right now. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. We'll see you, man. Thanks for calling. See ya. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> How much of that you think is the accent, though? You know? Who cares? <laughs> I oh, give, no, it's great. It's I, great. I give him points for that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Style points. Especially because it's like... Style points. There you go. It's like 4 a.m. over there. Yeah. Okay. He's a loyal listener, too. He listens all the time. And now we've got Gucci on the phone, who's oh, also hammered. God, yeah. Simon, this is the point in the show where, uh, you know, yeah, our true colors yeah. shine through. We stop representing any companies that are joining us <laughs> on the program. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Simon's not actually here. That's a voice yeah. that we recorded earlier. In, right. in the program, yeah. in case we wanted to continue speaking with him. Hey, Gooch, what's happening? Hi, guys. What's up, <laughs> Gooch? Gooch turns gay when he's really drunk, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I just, I just got back from Belgium. It's crazy. I'm all wasted off of all this Belgian beer. It's, it's all crazy. <laughs> it doesn't even sound like Gucci. It sounds like an 18-year-old uh, Gucci. You know? All this wild yeast. It's just it's just making me all wild. <laughs> I'm uh, infected. <laughs> infected. Yeah. Now we're on a different topic. Yeah. All right, Gooch. I don't know. I'm not sure about this one. I say no. I don't even think it's Gooch. Uh, Gooch I think is, you're right. Gooch is a lot angrier when he's drunk than you uh, are. I think you're right. Yeah. And we've been called bitches at least once by now. This is no remorse. I'm going to win drunk bitch of the week again. Oh, Gooch. Yeah, that was another thing. I couldn't remember that. No remorse posted in the forum that we gave some. We gave him an award for bitch of the week. We did. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember doing that. B. Richard Seven Hundred is my brother. He won drunk of the week, and I won bitch of the week for. Uh, remember, I was at the Red Hook tour, and they they kind of. Oh, oh, oh my god, that's right. You were yeah. on, uh, on that tour. Can I go out with one comment? Go ahead. Seven minutes of ridiculous hardness. <laughs> And thank, thank you, you, sir. <laughs> Later. Later. <laughs> I think that's Bevo's new quote. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, you got a lot to live up to in February. <laughs> Seven, Seven minutes, minutes of ridiculous, ridiculous hardness. Yeah. I love it. Seven minutes hardness. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm being asked, um, one of our listeners uh, named Madtown. Madtown. If he sends us a Home Depot gift card, will we install a stripper pole? Yes. Absolutely, unequivocally, yes. yes. Uh, done. It, immediately. The day we get the, the Home Depot card. I told Doc already I want a stripper pole. So, yes. Yes, and did I say Why? yes? Why? So you guys can get drunk and dance on it? Because no girls are going to come in here and take their clothes off for you. That's I, what I've said. I don't care. It's just if a. Well, are you gonna do it? No. A. It's fun to have. You put the pole and in. They B, will come. Occasionally, our chat moderators have a little too much to drink. Like when we do high gravity shows, and uh, like we have our Christmas beer show coming up. Yeah. Guess what, Bevo? <laughs> You'll be all over that stripper pole within you minutes. Within so, uh, do you think Home Depot has like the Home Depot services where they do, you know, windows, cabinets, stripper poles? <laughs> 
it's highly likely. I'm sure the demand is there. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Hey McDowell, someone asked when are we going to be able to get the long shot beers? Uh, about the middle of February. Middle of February. Yeah, right. That's what I've heard too. But you'll hear it here first, of course. Oh, but of course. Release party. Yeah. Type me that, please, Bevo, so I know who we're talking to. We'll have to do an on-air tasting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We'll do an on- on-air release party. There you go. Yeah. Simon left when we started. Yeah, I know. You know that, too. Yeah, he's like, uh, I think he got a little uncomfortable. Uh, it it oh, happens. It's out of my league now. Hey, Sam, give me a beer, would you please? Oh. Hey, squirrel right boy. He's right there. What do you think I am? Did you, uh... Find us squ- we're, we're not gonna. This isn't gonna drag out. We're actually getting out of here real quick, everybody. So yeah, if you, you don't have any questions, uh, you know, we're, you know, get them in now or forever hold your peace. Are I'm you like, writing me a novel over there, Bevo? Can I know who's on the telephone? Fine, I'll just tell you. It's Bub with Thank the you. Movember update. Oh. How, how long does it take you to write that? I type like a five-year-old. Be nice. <laughs> with snot on your hands? Yes. <laughs> hey, boob. What's happening? Oh man, I'm stuck at work. Yeah, working all day. But uh, how's how's the mo going, JP? It's going. It's it's creepy. I don't like it. He looks creepy. I don't like mine either. It's so sick. <laughs> looks like I need to be on Megan's Law website. Yeah, you got to update yours for us, Boob. I thought you were already on it. <laughs> Shh. Oh. oh, I was uh, I was gonna update it, but I was I was actually quite ill the other day, so I didn't get a chance to do it, and now you're going to take the forums down, and... Uh... Yeah, they'll be down for two days, so you got to post, like, ASAP. Uh, I think Jip's, in a creepy kind of way, looks pretty good. I think you should keep it, JP. No, 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 no. No. I made the mistake of trimming too early. Oh, you, you can't know? trim? I thought you can't trim. I thought you have to let it go. No, no, like, you know, shaping it. Oh. Oh, okay. You know, because I let, you know, it all just grow in, and then, like... It's like a bonsai day, tree. I, I yeah. shaved it down into a mustache. Yeah. It wasn't really thick enough to get it right, so it's like a little uneven, so it's even creepier than normal. I see. Hey, Dresselbrew, I see you on the line there. Hang on a second. Let's wait till the bub timer goes off and, and you mm-hmm. can go. No, I can't I can't uh, leave it. I'm on the market, like I said. i got to get my, my little goat back and my whole deal. What do you mean you're on the market? I'm on the market. Are you? Yeah. What does that mean? You're on the prowl? Yeah. On the San Francisco meat market? Yeah. <laughs> and which market are you on? The NASDAQ. stinky fish market. Yeah, the fish market. Yeah. Oh, the stinky fish market. <laughs> oh, Sam. Oh, I mean, I would have expected that out of Doc, but Sam. I think we need a Sam timer now. <laughs> I think Sam can be. Uh, sorry, you got to go, Bob. I think that uh, Sam can be Doc's sort of creepy comment fill in. <laughs> you know, I'll show you. I've been practicing. Too. I've been practicing. Uh, Dressel Brew, what's happening? Hey. I just wanted to make sure my Skype was working. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Sky- hey, test it somewhere else. <laughs> Your Skype works fine, jerk. That'll be 995 for that test. Yeah. You sound oh, a, thank you. clear as a bell. We'll see you later. Oh, <laughs> All right. Thanks. Later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a jerk. I hate it when people do that. It's making sure it's working. Come check out that Donate Now button. Uh, see if that's working. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, McDowell. Yeah. yeah, you want to test and... Hey, why don't you see if your PayPal account is working? <laughs> Dopes. All right. What do we got going on next week? Um, I'll just take it, Bevo. That's all right. You take an hour to give me the message. I'm going to answer it. <laughs> but you're doing a great job of, it, of your hour that you take. Caller, who are we talking to? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? <laughs> 
Oh, is this, is this uh, JP? Yeah, I just um, hey, I noticed I didn't have a whole lot of bars on my phone, and I just wanted to make sure that uh, I could yes. you know, still consider it. I haven't gotten yeah. a phone call in a couple hours, so. Yeah. No, your phone's working great, JP. Cool, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. All right. Later. <laughs> what was up with that guy? <laughs> that call was weird. He was breathing kind of weird, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of jerks. Next week, we got Shipyard Brewing Company in here. Oh, the pumpkin, uh, yeah. the pumpkin. I'm sure they, I wonder if they, big they, brewery too. If they cared. That's, that's all we know them as, as the pumpkin, pumpkin beer guys. <laughs> uh, I know them as other things. What do they do? They're a big brewing company. Oh, okay. Back there. Cool, man. <laughs> back, back, like back, like back there. over there. Yeah. Where they're, uh, that's not me. Out. By the way. Uh, Phil, you're on the line. What's happening? Hey, wait up. <laughs> Is this Phil from Brazil? Yeah, that's me. Hey. hey, turn your radio down in the back there, would you? It's international. Uh, what's happening, brother? Uh, I just want to say fuck the Indian beer geek. Because he never participates in it. <laughs> and he gets all the credit. I like that the foreigners are now angry at the <laughs> other foreigners. Participates in what? He's like, hey. If, foreign war. If you want to be a foreigner who listens to the VN, you have to participate uh, and I also would like to say that uh, me and some like three or four other guys here in Brazil, we just founded the uh, uh, São Paulo's first homebrew club. Oh, nice. hey, good work, good All on right. you, right. fantastic, man. And uh, I was wondering where Jamil is because I need some uh, information about uh, you know holding a competition and all. Ah, right. Um, well. Right now, Jamil's sitting in his lazy boy. Uh, most likely, his shorts are around his ankles, <laughs> and uh, he's just hanging out yeah. at home. You he's know? playing with things that look similar to a baby bird. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, you should send actually Doc an an email, and he'll he'll point you in the right direction. Just go Doc at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, he'll okay, help. Okay, we're planning on having a competition later in uh, maybe May or June. I don't know. Hey, Doc, are you on the phone there? Yeah. Hey, Doc's hey. on the line with us right Take some now. German. How about that? <laughs> hey, Doc. Hey, Doc. How do you get this chair to go down? It's way up. I feel like I'm sitting in a high chair. <laughs> yeah, hey, Doc. Uh, tell me if this sounds familiar to you. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Justin Bobitu. You did me a on. Ruben me. Do you remember doing that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what time it was, but at some point last night, you left me some weird drunken message. Uh, hey, Phil. Yeah, send Doc an email. He'll help you out, brother. Thank you. Yeah. All right, later. Uh, Doc, what's? Aren't you like? You're not even in Germany, aren't you? In like San Diego or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Scheiße for not being in Germany. I like how we dumped a guy calling in from Brazil to talk to Doc. To Doc. Yeah. Why are you? Why are you not here? Is this was this the bar mitzvah? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Now I see why you're very German today. <laughs> <laughs> Too much uh, Jewish influence. You got to go German. Where's Big Tim? I got. A, I got a question for you guys. Hey, is this Big Tim? No. Yeah, it is. That's Big Tim. That's Doc's brother, Big Tim, right there. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Guess who this is. I don't know. Oh. Tim. I have the same as you. Jesus Christ. Uh, wow, Jesus. First time on the air. Welcome. Nice. 
So I guess I wasn't done. Well, oh, that's too bad. No, it was no remorse. You're doing a terrible job at screening calls. <laughs> Dude, it sounded... Shut up. You're supposed to tell me, like, he says he's Doc, but I don't think it's Doc. I thought it was Doc. How many times do you talk to Doc? This is what Doc sounds like. Justin <laughs> Bobistu. I thought this... Ruben Mick. I thought it was Doc, too. Actually, every time he said Doc, yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like Doc to yeah. me. <laughs> but he was carrying on a little too far, and I don't think Doc would have gone that far, but... Yeah. Everything go okay with our guests, chat? Great. Simon was cool. Simon's yeah. a fun guy. Yeah. Pyramid there. Yeah, I think he was a little unsure, but uh, he warmed up pretty quick, man. And he, they always are yeah. unsure. You know, you come into here, it's yeah. like uh, the devil's yeah. den. You don't know if you're going to get interviewed or skinned. You never <laughs> you never can tell. I feel like I'm missing some announcements or something, but uh, don't worry, Bevo. I'll, I'll get in. You relax. You relax. Heaven forbid I get the call wrong. <laughs> Relax your pretty little fingers over there, Bebo. <laughs> Maybe you should go drop a deuce or something. <laughs> you know, it's the first time... And blame it on me. Uh, another deuce. It's the first time Bebo's been in the chat and worn hey, a shirt with you. cleavage. Really? Yeah. I didn't even notice. Oh. Yeah. I like that. Bebo, you have a cleavage shirt on? Yeah. Not really. I didn't even not see really. It. Hey, caller. Who are we talking to? I'm staring at my cleavage. Caller. Let me see him. Hey. What's happening? Hey, this is Yenzer. How you doing? Yenzer. What's going on, brother? Well, I got a personal dilemma on two two fronts. Okay. Like both of them. All right. Go ahead. Well, the first thing is I live in Pittsburgh, and the Steelers play Cleveland, but I was more worried about um, Simon winning on the um, Iron Chef. Okay. Is that bad? Uh, that bad? Well, yes. it's a little feminine. No, but, uh, but, it's, but it's the Iron Chef. But not bad. So it's it's okay. pretty manly, dude. Yeah. All right. So, no. Okay. Do you still have hope for me? I still have hope. Yeah, you're okay there. Okay. I'll give you that. Okay. The second thing, and more important, is there's a, a, a brew pub or brewer that opened up, and everybody was really waiting for his beer, and I kind of think it's pretty bad. If I send you some, would you give me, like, an honest opinion? <laughs> okay. Let me recap that and make sure I heard it right, because... Uh-huh. For one, I stopped paying attention. Uh, but two, uh, there's a brew pub about to open up, and you want to send me some of his beer before he opens up? No, they already opened up. It's a brewery. Ah. And he already opened up, and everybody was, like, really anticipating it. And myself and some other people didn't think it was all that good. So it's kind of like a dilemma, because I know he could, you know, brew better than I could, but it's not working. So, in other words, he just opened up, and you think the beer is shit. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Go it. ahead, McDowell. Well, is this like his first or second batch on this uh, new out of this new brewery? Well, it's his very it's his very first batch, and I just think he's been too aggressive. On this is like, oh, this is down in Southern California. Are they doing the uh, Belgian beers? No, it's not oh. PA. Okay. PA. Okay. Well, I'm with your line of questioning already, McDowell. Yeah, because I mean, it's kind of just hard. like a home brewer who sure. up- upgrades his system. Right. It's tough. Uh, Here's my thing. I, I mean, I'd certainly be willing to try it and tell you if you're right or not. You know, Doc can try it and everything so that the opinion counts, uh, whether or not it's good or bad. But I can't. I, I don't want to bash the guy on the yeah, air. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be like too public. Anything more than it is now. And the other thing is, I'd hate it if we tasted it, and even if we didn't say the name, I wouldn't really like want you to go back to the brewery and say, "Hey, here's these guys agreeing with me that your beer sucks balls." So, uh, um, I'll tell you what. How about this? 
especially since it's the first batch. Why don't you give them a little time? Give them like a month. And then, and if it continues to be poor, then I got no problem saying it's bad beer. You see what I mean? Because if it's bad beer, well then, sure, there's nothing wrong with talking about that. Honesty is the best policy. But uh, let's give him a ch- let's let's give him a chance. You know, yeah. maybe he's just getting settled in. So okay. drink more of it so it goes away faster, and you'll try yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> uh, let's wait on that, and then call us back and let us know. I mean, I'd love to hear you call back and say, you know what, things are going great now. The, the beer's well, awesome. Yeah, I hope it will. And if not, uh, you could say that too, and then we'll try it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has some good qualities. It don't need to call in and be an idiot. So. Like it's it's yeah. wet and cold and has alcohol in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the alcohol is really well hidden. Oh, good. Yeah, it's up there. So. All right. Well, yeah, okay. let's give him some time and then let us know. Okay. All right, brother. Later. Later. Bye. All right, very good. Uh, what else? Lots of calls coming in, everybody. So uh, get them in now because we're getting out of here. Did I, I say that already? Mm-hmm. That we're getting out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's buying this pizza? That's the question. Uh, we have dinner. Actually, we're gonna make dinner. Really? Yeah. We uh, PB and J things to make. <laughs> Brian's on the line. What's happening, brother? You on Skype? This is your Captain B. Richard 700, B. flying in my little airplane above Pacheco, California. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see my uh, little house? There it is. No shit. Kind of does sound like he's in an airplane, Drop doesn't it? Drop a bomb. Yeah. You can, like, hear <laughs> yeah. Speaking of dropping bombs. Dump the toilets. <laughs> I <hate> Bevo. You. <laughs> I'm going to drop a bomb like Bevo. Oh! Uh, you wish oh. you couldn't oh. even compare I see to it. that in the next push and spin rap. I'm, I'm dropping bombs Bevo. like Bevo. Yeah, <laughs> millions would die. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. Have I mentioned that? Oh, I love it. Six people die in slow, painful death. <laughs> Lack of oxygen. <laughs> I got it already, Bevo. You don't have to answer. You can just have it. I'm just kidding, Bevo. <laughs> yeah, we, we all, Whatever. We all do it. <laughs> yeah, we all do it. I'm uh, doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! In the airplane? Yeah, right. Stay inside there. the house for a few minutes. All right, brother. Is that all? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the call. That's See you later. Yeah, callers uh, coming in all over the place here. I don't even know what to do with myself. There's a little song for you, Bevo. I just picked it out. It's called Bomb Track. Yeah, Bomb Track. <laughs> and it's one of my favorites, actually. Good song. Yeah. Caller, I see you on the phone there. Hang in there. Let's just get to the... Let's get to the Bomb Track first. <laughs> We're gonna, this is your theme song now. Oh, know, every it's time ramping you up. Come in. talking to. Hey, it's Sully. Listen, we just opened that place in Southern California. I really haven't gotten the brewing in like all the way, so <laughs> if the beers guy. are bad, just yeah. hang on. Yeah. I don't need your callers throwing me under the bus. I will bring the beer in. Don't right. worry. 
Well, I told him to give you a chance. All right, I appreciate that. Just stick it up for you, man. Hey, Sully, someone brought up a good point. What did you have to do today that you couldn't be here, but you could be at your home listening to the show and calling in not once but twice? Nap. <laughs> well, you know the funny thing is, uh, Jake, is this JP? Yeah. Oh, uh, you're still on the show. Um, oh, yeah, very nice. I just had made plans, and I'm executing those plans right now, and we have you on the background. So it's almost like you're having dinner with us right now. Oh, great. Except I've never been invited to have dinner with you. He's executing his plans right now. Uh-oh. Alone. We're not going to see Stephanie ever again. <laughs> He's in the process of chopping her face off right now. I've taken her skin off, but I'm making it right. Yeah. Thanks, Sully. her brain. All right, brother. <laughs> All right. We got to go, huh? He's been chipper. Sully? Few days. Yeah. Happy. Well, he's healthy. He's gonna yeah. He's <laughs> going to live. Yeah. You'd be happy, too, if you found out you were going to live. Yeah, after I get get a monkey heart transplant or some whatever the hell happened to him. I think that's exactly what happened. He had to have a monkey liver put in. <laughs> Don't worry, Diva. We haven't forgotten about you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Next week, uh, Shipyard Brewing Company. Books, podcasts, and shirts all available in the Brewing Network store. And every time you help us, uh, helps us help you. So we appreciate it. Uh, just hit the store button on our homepage. Uh, the Jamil signed books are gone. But the ones that were bought are shipping. Hang in there. You'll get them. Buy Brew Your Own Magazine by clicking that link right there on our uh, homepage. It's a rotating banner, so just refresh. It's a big, red, flashing, bright banner that says Brew Your Own Magazine. And it's a great magazine, and every time you order that, it also helps us, too, and, and, and we appreciate it. So uh, it's kind of a, a two-way street there. Click the ads that rhyme with frugal, because that's free to you. Also helps us. All things that keep us rolling around here. So, uh, you know, you can do all of that, and uh, we would appreciate it. And... Uh, Last and certainly not least, you know, you need to visit and, and shop from our sponsors. Uh, you've heard them at the breaks there. And they're all the ones that uh, really, really make this thing happen. They support us day in and day out. Good shows and bad, vulgarity or not, JP or not. Uh, they don't care. They support us all the way through. I prefer yes, not not. <laughs> So, you know, we're talking about all those guys you hear at the breaks and that we mention all the time, and you really need to visit our sponsors, Northern Brewer, Beer, Beer, and More Beer, DIY Brewing Company, uh, Valley Brewing Company, the 21st Amendment, White Labs Yeast Company, all these guys who, uh, you know, really bring it together for you. So please uh, visit our sponsors. Tell them uh, that you're happy they're helping us out. And, you know, buy shit from them. Yeah. That's always uh, good, too. Uh, Dressel Brew, didn't I already take this phone call? No, earlier you did. I see. Uh, go on. on. Let me say something. I just want to say, you know, the Brewing Network gave me a new love for home brewing. Justin, you're doing a great job. Hey, thank you. Even you, JP. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I love you, buddy. I want to hug you. with it. Don't quit on us. Come on. Yeah, Bevo, don't quit. in the chat room. And, and I have mean. a question for you. When, when are you going to have someone uh, talking about hops on the show? Um, I know it's a big topic right now. You know, we were actually working on it for next weekend. It's gotten postponed, but here's what we've got. I okay. think it's actually going to happen the weekend uh, after Thanksgiving weekend. I talked to Ralph over at Hop Union. He's totally down right to do it. He's in – I'll give you a little insight right now. Oh. He's over in Germany right now trying to, to find more hops. He's there uh, as we speak finding hops to bring back home. So that's why he couldn't be on earlier. So it looks like he'll be on the Sunday after, uh, not the weekend of Thanksgiving, not that Sunday, but the one after that. So what's that like? First weekend, first Sunday in December or something. 
Do we have okay. a show on Thanksgiving? Uh, we don't have a show on on that Thanksgiving Sunday. We're off. Um, but yeah, so you and not only are we going to have Ralph, but I think we're going to have the guys uh, from what's the malt company? Brewer Supply Group. Brewer Supply Group. So we're going to talk hop shortage and malt shortage all in the same show. So. Ouch! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. put it together for you. Yeah, but we're also right. going to try to include like how you can, uh, you know, use the hops that are available because there's a bunch of strains of hops that uh, no one gives a shit about that are are plentiful. Oh, so we're going to talk about how you can use those and substitute hops and different things. So uh, I, I, I'm actually excited about. It. I think it's going to be a good show. So hang in there, Jurassic. All right, all right. Thanks, man. Later. Right, late. Uh, caller, you're on the air. What's happening? Man, Doc. Oh, there's the real Doc. Oh. See? Really? Oh, snap. You see, now, Bevo, listen. Sorry, Doc. That's the real Doc. Hey, how are you? Uh, good, how are you? Pretty good. Did you hear yourself earlier? <laughs> uh, no. Right. Oh, wait. Was that just like a minute ago? Yeah. Tell me uh, if this... Uh, several uh, minutes ago. Tell me if this rings a bell to you, Doc. All right, you ready? There you go. Justin and Bo Vistu. You did me the on. Roofing me. Juice. <laughs> Does that ring a bell, Doc? Oh, man, I was hammered by that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I missed your call last night, but you left me a nice message. Yeah. When I, I was t- thinking, with, thinking with Big Tim. Ah, the brother Big Tim. When, uh, by we're, the time- at the Hen- we're at Henry and Harry's Goat Hill Tavern. They have 143 taps. Wow. Where okay. is? How many did you make it through? Yeah. Oh, Oh, then we started hitting scotch. So. Oh. oh man, it went, it went down fast. <laughs> By the time I spoke to Doc, he was uh, he he couldn't really talk to me because he was quote surrounded by big-breasted lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Can I call you back when it's not so loud and I'm not surrounded by so many big-breasted lesbians?" <laughs> so, where are all these bars at? Where are you talking about? San Diego. Uh, the the bar that's in Costa Mesa, like close Newport Beach. Been uh-huh. there forever. Okay. Been there probably fifty, sixty years at least. I see. I forgot until you left me the drunken message last night that you weren't going to be on the show today. <laughs> I totally forgot. And I got that message, and he's tell you're telling me there was another message where you tell me you're with Big Tim, your brother. And I'm going, wait a minute, out drinking with Big Tim. I don't think Doc's going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I told you a long time ago. I know. I had it written on my calendar. I just didn't even look. So McDole has been um, actually filling your shoes. Yeah, Doc, how do you get this seat to go down? Uh, it's, it's up so high. <laughs> my, my head's on the ceiling. I got it ratched up there all over the top. Yeah, evidently. So over the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were tired of just seeing the top of Doc's head over the table. Because, you know, he, he's just a little guy, Mike. Yeah. 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 Well, that's it. Oh, I didn't. Uh, that's right. You're, you're yeah. probably right. Yeah. Doc, you, Doc did, did you bring your little shot glass from Zymergis to go, you know, to to have people fill up there? No, actually, I left that there in the studio in case I need it. Yeah, I washed it for you. I used a little bit of soap and a tiny sponge. <laughs> <laughs> You're back with us next week, eh? Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Was this the Bar Mitzvah weekend? Yes, it was. Yeah, how did that go? Well, like did you expect. <laughs> did, you wear, did you wear a yarmulke? No, I forgot. I, I actually have a, a tie-dyed yarmulke, but I forgot it. <laughs> Leave it to Doc. <laughs> a tie-dyed yarmulke. What a jerk. <laughs> so technically, you could pick up Movember on uh, day eleven. Doc, yeah. Doc, he could start growing that thing, and he could just smoke everybody. He could still by pass the end of November, everyone. Dude. You know, 
I'll hit the wife up with that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, Doc. When are you coming home? Uh, tomorrow. Not soon enough. Yeah. But tomorrow. Uh, you ready to get out of there, huh? Oh, yeah. I, I could have gone home today if I really yeah. would have got what I wanted, but nope. Yeah. All right. Well, hurry back. I hate doing shows without you, Doc. You know that. Yeah, I, 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 I had to miss it, and I'm sad. All right. So we'll see you next week. we got Shipyard Brewing Company on with us next week. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's going to be a fun show. Uh, Although, uh, I know how you like in-studio guests, and uh, you're getting all the phone call guests, because we had in-studio tonight. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, you're back to phone calls tomorrow, or next week anyway. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> I'll have to thank Chad for that. You can yeah, thank Chad. Chad, you <laughs> jerk. Send him a letter. Someone didn't look at the calendar before he booked a guest. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, brother. All right, have a good one. You too, we'll see you. See ya. The good doctor. I gotta make another appointment. I gotta notice I'm late for my dental appointment. I haven't had one in like two years. I gotta go back. Oh, Jip, you gotta get in there, man. Yeah. You're covered. No, uh, yeah. Ish. Not for surgery, though. You gotta go in and have surgery. Well, I need to get my molars out, but it's two grand. And you I don't mean have your wisdom teeth? My wisdom teeth, yeah. I don't have two grand. No, yeah. So I'm kind of. How come that's not covered? You, go. you want me to talk to somebody? Yeah, talk to Chris. Talk to Chris. <laughs> Come on, I'm always offering to talk to somebody. Like anybody gives a shit. Hey, Chris. <laughs> it makes you like feel the, good. You like the Godfather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me talk to him. I'll talk to somebody. I will make him an offer. <laughs> can't him refuse. Caller, who are we talking to? Oh, this is Casey. 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 What's going on, brother? Is this, hey, uh, I'm calling in because, Jesus Christ, the chat room is acting like a bunch of six-year-olds that's seen the first set of titties. Really? Yo, gee, man, the way they talk to people, I have to say, man. You guys got to give some respect, you know? Oh. None of us want JP back. No, yeah. true that. True that. Yeah. Bevo, you can't yes. let that happen. you got to put the smack down. They're not that you bad. Gotta, you got to punt They're them. They're not bad. They're not bad. But come on, man. I mean, fucking A. They're all bitching. Oh, you know, we got JP. It's all a dick fest in the chat room, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then they get a chick in the room, and they don't nothing but talk shit. <laughs> they do talk a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the nature of that. Place. Someone has to emerge the alpha male at the but end of each show. But I don't want to be mean because I think they're going to be more mean back. No, no, no. no. Very non I've showed you, yeah, but no, I've showed no, you the no, controls. I'm catch shit now, too, you know what I mean? Yeah, don't worry about that. Uh, we'll get you back. You know what, Bevo? And can I just say the pooping song did not help. <laughs> Do they like the bomb track? The bomb track. I mean, uh, the bomb track's pretty good. I don't see it's why they the bomb, like dude. Yeah. You know? I hate you. Well, I think my, my main point really is that we just don't want JP back. <laughs> and he I'm makes, not going anywhere. And yeah. Casey makes a good point. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be back. Do you think I want to talk to you jerks? No, Bebo, no. you got to put the you got to be firm in there. They'll listen to you. They listen to... They're being nice. They're saying they love me right now. All right. Right. Casey, now. I appreciate right the update. Someone's got to let me know because I don't, I can't see what's going on in there. And and Bevo's new, so she's got to yeah, know. Exactly. Well, and, and like I said, you know, the main point really is we just don't want JP back. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's make sure we reiterate <laughs> the. Hey, did you change? You reiterate did you change your avatar yet? No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, you know you love the nipples. Oh, yeah. All right, that's right. That's where I stopped. You, you're this the only one who talks about it. I know. Because it's in my face. Thanks, Casey. <laughs> Later. What do you got, like a six-foot-tall cutout picture of Yes. I want to cut them off and make earrings out of them. Sorry, it's getting a little too uh, creepy for me. I'm going to turn you on. All I want is the bomb track. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. I really got to plug this in so that every time you walk into the room, this is all we hear. Bevo, now known as the 
Deuce Lane chat mod. <laughs> Deuce. Dropping fatties. Last caller. What's happening? Caller. Hello, hello. Hey, yo. What's happening, brother? What's up? This is Bad Rock. Hey, Bad what's Rock. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Oh, what? I got a couple things. Where the hell's the meat, man? Uh, I got it swinging, pal. Yeah. I don't really no, know. No, no. You, you got to get the meat up before you go crashing servers and all that hunky bullshit you're doing. I'm not really sure what you're talking about. The, the meat archive, man. What do you... What? What is the meat? The lunch meat. Lunch what? meat? Dude, it's friggin' Sunday night. What are you talking about lunch right now? I haven't had lunch in weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Rich people can afford lunch. Yeah. <laughs> are you talking about the mythical creatures? The uh, mythical creatures. Unicorn man. and the rainbow? Yes, the, the unicorn and the rainbow. We gotta have the meat, man. This yeah. army is dying. Nothing I can do about that. It's uh, we need. I'm telling you, we need a meat flag. They those archives have a mind of their own. I got nothing to do with it. Huh? Huh? Weird. <laughs> Weird how that works. Huh? huh. Yeah. And uh, the the other uh, other thing I had to say is uh, the wife could so outfit your studio with a uh, stripper pole. That really? It'd be great. She but sells stripper poles too. She sells sells stripper poles. But Bad Rock, can, can she can she uh, outfit us with the strippers to go with said stripper pole? Uh, you know, that she is probably could. She's pretty slick, man. So just to wrap you guys up, you don't know what we're talking about. So Bad Rock's wife, uh, a.k.a. Vanna One, she did some Vanna White action for us at the GABF this year. We do the Beer Jeopardy game. It's very innocent and a beautiful woman uh, pulling off the numbers for us and showing us. She's in the chat room. There was also a Vanna number two, the mysterious Vanna number two. And if I'm not misquoting the forum, there are apparently naked pictures of Vanna number two out there. That's true. That's what I've heard. There, there are some photos floating around our uh, PTS. I haven't seen them. That's all I want. <laughs> I'm just making a note that I haven't seen them. Picks for Jamil's book. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's like a, a bartering point there. Yeah. <laughs> and I have an extra copy of Jamil's book, and I offered it for naked pictures. Huh. All right, got to clean this show up. Thanks, Bad Rock. All right, brother. Later. Later. Huh. We got to go before it just gets out of control in here. Pretty soon Sam's showing his breasts. Oh, I'll do that and, uh, <laughs> for a dollar. Uh, you never want that. Come on. That just gets up. Just I dollar. want that. All right, I everybody. Like, I like Sam's breasts. Stay tuned to the BN. I got some beer songs I'm going to play for you for the next hour. They're just kind of hanging out in there if you uh, want to have another beer and enjoy yourself some beer tunes. Otherwise, uh, some archives we playing later on. What are you angry about, Jimmy? Where's our exit song? This is it. Willie Nelson. Oh. We changed it last week. We didn't change it. No, we did change not, it. No, we, we did not. Changed we it. did not officially change it. No, I, it was an exception that I made to play "Bubbles in My Beer" first. This is our exit song. I'm leaving, and it always has been. I'm leaving, and I'm proud of it. I'm taking my cans, and, and I'm so going. are the listeners. However, directly following this song is a little Willie Nelson huh. "Bubbles in My Beer." Well, let me plug in. I'm gonna stay. Yeah. See. You want me to diss the man who... I mean, this this is our tune. This is our identity here. Look, stop. Maybe I'll go poop <laughs> in your bathroom. In your bathroom. Thanks yeah. again to Pyramid. You can go to PyramidBrew.com and a great brewery. You can find them in all sorts of places. And a lot of fun to have Simon hanging out that with us. That was a lot of fun. He's a good dude. And we're going to go finish off his snow cap right now. Also, the Imperial Hefeweizen. Uh, I think Sam's going to finish most of that. Oh, uh, I will. He's a hefty guy. I'm a hefty guy. All right, everybody. Uh, Bye. Appreciate the fun. Beavis, thank you. You, you did a great job today. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Play the, play the bomb track. Like that. <laughs> well, I'll see you next week. Bye.
a wheat beer on a hot summer day. A bark will do me when the skies are gray. I'll take a Belgian crew anytime. And the women things the land big fine. But don't you give me that American crew. Boys, I want a real home brew. 